phantasm? Is it a nightmare? Phantasm. Is it an illusion? Phantasm. What the fuck is up, splatter fucks? And welcome to another episode of the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gore Christ. With me, to my right, Dr. Vincent West. Where no one is safe. <laughs> and uh, we have a killer movie today for you guys. Uh, killer interview as well. We uh, talked with... Uh, Tobias from uh, Vomitory and Cut Up, uh, now uh, being in Cut Up, which is, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, Forensic Nightmares came out almost a year ago on uh, Metal Blade Records. Definitely fucking pick that shit up. Um, so yeah, we got that coming at you guys a little bit later. Uh, actually an hour long, so we, you know, it's a really awesome interview. Got a lot of shit, uh, you know, discussed, and it was... Actually, very supposed to have uh, been short, and he man, he knocked it out of the park for us. Yeah, it was. Uh, thank you so much. Very informative, and uh, you know, we can't thank you enough for doing that. Um, but uh, to the film we have today, uh, it's an interesting one. We're bringing the uh, holiday horror uh, way too early, which is you know, it's great. So uh, we got Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, that we're watching today. Usually, don't even watch this around Christmas time. This is good for any time of year, but uh, you know, it's Christmas in late May for us today. If you've got Showtime there and uh, the Movie Channel, all that packaged together. If you've got cable out there, this thing's kind of doing its rounds on those channels right now. Really, and it's a different version of what we're actually viewing. We're actually viewing the uh, uncut version of this, which you is. Uh, I, I wish the cut version was on here as well because I'm kind of a nerd and like to have both of those, but uh, we don't. But we've got the uncut version for you guys today, and. Um, I saw this at the theater. This thing came out in 1984. TriStar Pictures, uh, which (laughs) is owned by Sony. Right. And this thing came out. Here's some just little fun stuff about it. It came out, uh, and yeah, it says my age. I know. I'm ancient. (laughs) Uh, Saw this November 9th, 1984 is when it came out. Ugly-ass baby in this scene. That's probably the most horrifying thing that you'll see in this whole film is that fucking baby. I don't know. The creepy old guy, his grandfather, the person at the nursing home is a little weird. But... (laughs) Guess what, guys? I do have a surprise for you out there. My haircut has returned to this film. So it went from the uh, fog to this movie. Yeah, I mean, my haircut was definitely... I got a trimmed bowl later, so this is a trimmed bowl here. So you saw the fog and you had the bowl cut. The long bowl. when you did this, yeah, the long bowl. bowl. Now you have the trim bowl. I call it the Skywalker bowl. (laughs) It's like when Mark kind of cleaned it up a little bit. The Lukey Luke. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Marky Mark, the Lukey Luke. This film was very controversial. When this thing Nobody came out, I, I re- well, I remember my mom. Which this is this is how awesome my mom is. My mom actually got my friend Peter and I into this film, and nice. they split. <laughs> Had no idea. I wouldn't tell her that it was Santa running around hacking people. But anyway, a <laughs> uh, lot of controversy on this. In fact, if you buy the Blu-ray that we're watching of this right now, that was put out by the folks at Anchor Bay, it actually has all of the quotes as a bonus feature of all the people being offended by this film. It's awesome. 
Uh, it's very essential. You need that. But this film... Uh, this is probably one of the most unliked films critically of all time. Like, I would have loved to them... You know, they put this movie back out in theaters or something, and they did. You know how movies now, it's like 10 out of 10, and it's got like five stars everywhere from like the Tribune and the New York Times and Time Magazine and all that. They should have all those, but it's all the negative quotes about it, so that, that'll draw people in to see the film. Here's you a fun fact. Um, the film was released theatrically in the United States, and its opening weekend, it outgrossed and smoked the original Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Did it really? That's fucking insane. <laughs> I'll let you I guess read that there a, for everybody. I guess it was a sleeper uh, film that actually, um, wow. Which is pretty, you know, pretty awesome. In fact, and, I, and I'm going to take some shit for this, I'll take this film any day over the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm, I'm a big fan of this, and this film. Movie I think came this out, film is uh, sick. This movie came out after Christmas, competed with Nightmare on Elm Street. Before. And and, and beat it out. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it sure did. It, it, and it's it's uh, and again, I'm going to take some shit for that, but I really like this film. I've always liked it. So, laugh my ass off watching this as a kid in the theater. I thought it was fucking hilarious. It's just so much. It's gory. It's fun. Linnea Quigley's nude in it. What is she not nude in? I don't know, but it's so much. It's so <laughs> much fun. It's but actually, a contractual obligation for her to uh, show her tits in every film. And thank God for that. Yeah. Well, not now, but um, right then. Then, was, yes. yeah, perfect. Now the demons, Return of the Living Dead, yeah. and of course, what we're watching, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, and actually, I'm gonna actually, uh, I'm gonna find it here. I've got a little treat for you guys. I don't normally do this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna find this. Uh, Oh, I see what you're doing. This is going to be good if you can get it. Pretty sure it's on here. Uh, I'm going to play this for you guys. It's very short, but it's 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 fucking hilarious. Okay, here you go. This is at the movies, 1984 review. Siskel and Ebert of Silent Night, Deadly Night. This is just great. This made me want to watch it even more when I saw this. Coming up next at the movies, a film that dreams about a red Christmas. Okay, we're having some audio issues. I'm actually going to have Corey pull this up because my phone, and I apologize, is a prepaid piece of shit. <laughs> we're going to get that to you in just a second. Anyway, also that video is really old. It seems like they pulled it from a fucking VHS tape, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully, we can get the audio up for this, guys, because if you you got to hear this, it's fucking hilarious. Anyway, we're with Grandpa, which scares the hell out of well any young kid. All right, here he we looks go. like fucking Kenny Rogers, but next at the movies, a film that dreams about. You can always pull the audio from the movie, too, and put it on Our there. I'll just do that. This week, the controversial Santa Claus killer movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Actually, there have been two controversies about Silent Night, Deadly Night. Even before the film was released a couple of weeks ago, its TV ad campaign caused the furor with its brief depiction of an axe carrying Santa Claus. The distributor of this film, TriStar Pictures, <laughs> which is co-owned by Columbia Pictures, CBS, and Home Box Office, pulled the commercial out of release after a week of protests by parents led by a Milwaukee group. Of course, commercials like that usually die out after a week anyway, so thanks a lot, fellas. But there's no question in my mind that the showing of Santa with an axe on free TV and commercials is sick, 
completely and mean-spirited. So let's repeat the names of the people who did it. Tri-Star Pictures, co-owned by Columbia Pictures, CBS, and Home Box Office. Shame on you. Now, as for the film, <laughs> Fuck you. It's worse than the TV ad. Telling a typical mad flasher story about a boy who witnesses his father being shot and his mother being stabbed to death by a maniac in a Santa Claus suit. So now the traumatized kid grows up and is asked to work in a, in a toy store as Santa one Christmas, and it freaks him out. He impales one naked girl on a set of antlers. There's another woman with Winning a bow and arrow, and another with a knife. And yet we even see Santa give one little girl a bloody knife as a gift. It's the doctor as Santa. It is. It's Dr. Claus. So let me repeat the names of the writer and director and producer of this film. Please do. Hickey wrote the film, Charles E. Sellier Jr. directed it, and Ira Richard Barmack produced it. You people have nothing to be proud of, even if you made a few bucks off of all the negative publicity. Your profits truly are blood money. And Silent Night, Deadly Night now has the distinction of joining I Spit on Your Grave as one of the two most contestable films I have seen. And I don't mean to think it's campy, it really is quite awful. I'm glad you mentioned those people's names because quite frequently they think, gee, we'll make this exploitation film, we'll be able to buy our uh, Mercedes and live in Bel Air, and nobody right. will ever know what we did. But I would like to hear them explain to their children and their grandchildren uh, that it's only a movie. Yeah. I think that would be a real interesting explanation. Now, here's what I don't get about all that shit, is that they bring up, uh, they have to explain, you know, these are the same types of people that, uh, you know, don't accept gay marriage, because you have to explain to your, your grandchildren or your children's children, it's like, first of all, uh, the people that take their it's kids, if the people that take their kids to see Silent Night, Deadly Night, they probably understand, uh, what, that's a horror film, and there's gonna be stabbing, and, Tits and drugs and you know like domestic violence. It's like uh, you know what the fuck do you expect out of a film that's rated R with that title? So you know people that bring their kids to these films if they somehow are just blind to the fact that it's like well I didn't know what it was. You know it's like you don't have to explain you don't have to explain shit to anybody. Children are gonna figure stuff out on their own. It's like do you think I figured out you know uh had anyone explain to me what the Exorcist was before I turned it on h b o when I was five? No, I just watched it, and I figured it out on my own that it scared the fuck out of me and made me piss my pants and not want to sleep in my own bedroom for a week and you know was did my mom feel responsible for it? I mean, yeah, I guess as a parent, you feel responsible for what your kids fucking do. Um, but she was always open to me watching that kind of stuff, so, uh... Which is awesome. She knew that I wasn't a fucking retard, and that if I needed explaining, all she had to explain was, Listen, son, it's a movie. It's not real. Oh, it's not? No. Problem solved. Well, what I think's funny about that, all they really did, even though they were trying to embarrass the movie makers in that clip we played you guys from 84... They made it sound amazing, actually. All, all you did... Uh, yeah, all you did they was... sold it. Was, you sold it. And you promoted it. Because yeah. most people watching that, the only person that's going to watch a review of Silent Night, Deadly Night back then was someone that was interested in seeing it. And, and all you did was sold the fucking film. And some, you know, somebody that was interested in seeing how bad that Siskel and Ebert was going to you know, uh, trash and, it and, and, and right. make you want to see it even more. Right. And now we have the original... Santa killer. Santa, Santa well, robber. He's, yeah. He is a killer, but he's kind of just a scared robber, you yeah. know, and he's, he's, he's his car's broke down, yeah. there I'm running with my haircut, and I'm going to go hide, 
You got your Keds on and your fucking I do have my Keds Wrangler on. jeans. Fucking eight. Nah, Levi's. Hey, Levi's? Yeah. Yeah, the Levi's. I was chilling in the Levi's. Yeah, I didn't do the... Wrangler was always gathered. I mean, we leave that for Colton and Justin, but anyway. <laughs> um, you weren't doing the uh, Brett Favre jeans? No. no. Okay. Levi's. Yeah, Levi's more Chuck Norris, I think. I think so, too. The Wranglers are for Brett Favre. You know, I'm old just for men throwing right. football at my dog, right. you know. But anyway, so... Getting a, getting a close shave. You know, the, the kid's mom's getting raped here, which I thought was, you know, this is sick, but it's awesome. He wanted to see her tits. Now he's hit her. He's going to get a little bit of that. I mean, this movie's sleazy, but if you think of the... It's uh, great. If you think of the whole premise of it, it's like it's a killer Santa movie. I mean, I would rather watch this Why would than, it not be than It's a Wonderful Life. You know, I don't like... The holidays. So for me as a kid, this Shit, made who me does? You have your whole family in that you don't ever see, and it's awkward. And then right, nobody gets. Right. You know, you get you. You know, they give you better gifts than you got them, and you feel like shit. And it's just a big competition. With, it's a foot long. Yeah. So going out Your to see this, other may actually end up. I mean, I'm not saying this is a case for you and me, but I've been in a situation in the past where. Uh, it, it, true story. Let's do a little sharing a second. No rant. Just, just sharing. Uh, the doctor speaks. Here we go. Uh, this girl that I was dating um, from Ohio had came down to see me for Christmas, so I'm expecting you know a really great gift. Sure. And uh, this is a true story. Uh, I bought her at the time. This was a long time ago. Uh, I bought her a really fancy, expensive in-trunk. I had to have it installed for it. It was expensive. I spent several hundred dollars on this. It was an in-trunk, like, load your CDs into it. Oh, wow. Okay. A CD player. And yeah. at the time, this was hot shit. It was like Pioneer, too. Like It had its own little Turner thing. Where yeah, it in mixes. the trunk, and you those. load it full, and, and then she like could that. enjoy it, you yeah. know, driving around. That was, you know, that was like the hot shit. And, and I was doing this to kind of say, you know, I really care about you. I love you or whatever. And, yeah. and, and you know what I got? This is – I am not making this up. A kiss on the cheek and not the lips? No. This is – Worse? This, this is the worst Christmas gift I've ever got. That's what the point of this story. Watching Silent Night, Deadly Night, I <laughs> wanted to go Santa crazy and kill her with a fucking hammer or put her through some, uh, you know, something, the glass, antlers, whatever. But I got – and I, I'm not joking – very expensive, again, in the trunk, Pioneer, CDs, uh, CD player, in the trunk. Spent all this money to have it installed at Circuit City, and I got a fucking jigsaw puzzle. A jigsaw puzzle? That's what I got. Was it of her naked? No. What the hell was it? Like a train? It was a it was a Star Wars jigsaw puzzle. Oh, my God. That like... she gave a Star Trek fan. That you get it like it's nothing against even Star Wars, but I, I she bought it at like the Dollar General. No, yeah, Walgreens or something. Wow, you know. I got a jigsaw puzzle for a three four hundred dollar stereo system. That's insane. And now when you grow up, when you're older in the orphanage, now you have a mullet. Well, th- yeah, that's not me anymore. But you were just when you were younger, and then correct. The mullet took over. But yeah, so so uh, yeah. That's fun. So the holidays suck. So this movie always appealed to me. You it know, appealed to me. That was years before that. For me, I, you know, everyone's had a shitty Christmas, I would imagine. But for me, my worst gift, and this was, I've had a Christmas where me and my brother were left alone because, you know, my uh, my family had to work and they just had poor planning and nobody came to see us. So we were sitting, we were sitting by the tree that had nothing underneath it but like one gift and. 
we had to go out late at night and like get presents from a fucking church and like shit donated to us and it was like Jesus. Yeah, it was very, very sad. We the only thing we got it was this little see through Volkswagen plastic like Volkswagen Beetle and it had these terrible candies in it and you just open the trunk and there's like candy. That was our present. We had to share it. And the candy tasted like like our Christmas. It tasted absolutely fucking horrible. That's that's awful. Yeah. And that's a true story. We had it. We you got me beat on that. We had mom to. Was about uh, getting a shitty gift. We were shit. we were alone, and then late at night when my you know mom got off work, we had to go out to like a mission or somewhere like that where they did these toy drives, and we were one of those people that had to get uh, toys donated to us, like toys that were already Christ. played with, and it was fucking crazy. But you know, uh, that's how old you, were you? I was like seven, maybe six or seven. You remember it though. It it's very vividly it scarred you. Yeah, it did a little bit. Yeah, that's, uh, man, that's the year. Got to give it up here for that. That's <laughs> that's some serious sharing. That's when I realized when even when I was younger, one, Santa isn't real. Two, Jesus isn't real. And three, uh, Christmas isn't important. It's just another day. And and once once that moment happened, and you watch a film like this, it kind of fills the void where you're like. Not to be sentimental here, but it's like this movie is like you it's know with rage. Yeah, but you know when you get older. When I was younger, I didn't understand it. I was like, no one. He doesn't need He's just a kid. Yeah, chilling, you know. Uh, so I'm little Billy in this. You story. are. Or he <laughs> is Billy. <laughs> He's, uh, I never felt remorse or hatred, even when I got older, really. But uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know that he this, does in this. I think he's just pissed. Right, but in this movie, you know. Uh, Watching this, you should feel bitter. Yeah, watching this brings back a lot of uh, a lot of bad memories, but they don't feel as uh, don't make me feel really empty like it did. It's kind of sure, it's kind of funny now. Get the yeah. yeah, it's it's funny now because you can watch this movie and be like, well, this kid took a different approach to how he hates Christmas. He just started hacking people up. So. If you're a horror person, you've never seen this film. Again, it's old, it's dated, whatever. I mean, I love it. This is when I grew up, but but for me. And like what Corey was saying, this is this is a good film if you're not a holiday person. No. This is a good thing to to just kind of be like, you know what, fuck the holidays. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna watch some people get fucking. Hacked. Plus, I'm also weird, and I'll, I'll be like, let's watch this movie, and then people are like, this is an elf. I don't watch this. Like, well, this is what I like. I, you know, right? You need to have a horror film. For, you know, there's a horror film for every fucking holiday. There's a goddamn. Labor Day Massacre somewhere out there. But, you know, I mean... Well, New Year's the, Evil and... Right. Well, here's stuff. another Father's good example. Day. You, and I, you and I watch the Halloween films all year round. Yeah, those are perfect. Halloween yeah, 3, I, I don't watch... It doesn't like, have to be Halloween. I've watched Halloween 3. It's not a seasonal thing for me. Let's go to the store and rent slash buy slash illegally download horror movies for Halloween. Fuck that. That's most of the movies I have anyway. So I mean, in fact, it, to some degree as a horror fan, I've always felt, you know, Halloween's kind of sucks. Because I felt like everybody's jumping in on my shit that day. Well, a lot of people are also, it's like, I'm going to be Wolverine, I'm going to be Wolverine from fucking But I just feel like it just but jumps in on my shit. Halloween you know? used to be fun because it was more about everyone's trying to outdo each other and be scary. Now there's some boob grabbing. This year will be different. We're going to have, a, am sure, a spectacular Halloween episode. We have no we idea. Will. There's just what, tits jiggling everywhere in the scene. There it's is. like watching these people fuck in the orphanage. The religious stuff that's going on in this movie. You filthy devil. And it's just boom. Uh, getting this has it all really. Yeah, it's just uh, the he's little, about to get his lily white butt spanked. That's the other cool thing is that this is a Christmas film, but it's also like serious religious, <coughs> op- you know, serious religious oppression in this film, and it fuels the anger. It's really nice touch because it's like. 
the religion is very prominent in this film. Definitely. More so than the Christmas aspect. You're seeing more of the religious part where... Well, which like, kind of ruins it for me anyway anymore. Well, and it's the Catholic religion, too. It's even worse. It's right. like Mother Superior is going to have your ass. Which, this scene's fucking hilarious. i got to unmute it. This is where they... This is where they whip Billy, and it's just... It's just kind of... It's funny. I think this scene's hysterical. Are you just upstairs, William? Nothing else, Do you know what they were doing? What's superior? Good. He's like, I know what boobs are. What they were doing was something very, very naughty. <laughs> they thought they could do it without being caught. But when we do something naughty, we are always caught. And then we are punished. Punishment is absolute. What did he do? He looked, saw them he looked through the keyhole and saw him fucking. He's about to get his lily white butt spanked. Because, of course, he's a peeper, you know. I was a peeper as a kid. Yeah. You're curious, you know. You're curious as a kid. I saw my, I saw my babysitter, Beverly, Wade, That's jerk, a good off babysitter a, jerk off a dude. Jesus. Here we go. I didn't get my lily white butt spanked, though. He's like, eh. I think it's later in the flashback when it's funnier. I don't know why. It is. She spanks his butt a bunch. But the later on, there's like flashbacks of it happening, and he's you're 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 discovering what your 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 dick and balls are. So I'm going to whip you for it. Yeah. Anyway, this film was initially titled Slay Rod, which they actually then the. Uh, that Goldberg movie actually stole that. You remember that? It's called, like, Santa Slay. Yes, it's annoying. And it's fucking Bill Goldberg as a killer Santa, but it, it's like a P... I swear it's like PG-13. This thing was Slay Rod. Yeah. Was the funny. initial top. They tried. Tri-Star, for whatever, changed the name to it. I do like Silent Night, Alien, better, but Slay Rod's kind of cool. If you've ever seen the um, sequel to this, it just has nothing to do with anything. No, they don't. It's, There's even one with Bill Mosley in it, and he yeah. can't even save it. I They're still seen fun. Though. I haven't seen that one, but the second one is basically. Uh, oh no, it's in broad daylight. There's not around Christmas time. It's just like supposed to be Billy still, but he's in an insane asylum. Whoa, but it's, it's Arrow a different released actor. this in Europe. Really? Yes. Yeah, on Blu-ray. Yep. Insane. See, I uh, well, actually, me and you both, we actually got copies of this Silent Night, Deadly Night, The Uncut that we're watching on Blu-ray from Walmart. So Which is hilarious. Five, look in the five dollar bin <coughs> at Walmart. Eight bucks. You, eight. eight bucks. Sorry. Seven eighty eight. Whatever. The seven eighty eight bin. Mean. Yeah. The uh, look in the cheap bin of Blu-rays at Walmart, and you can find things like Silent Night, Deadly Night in there. Uh, when I found it, I was like, "You're kidding! You're kidding me!" Like I actually had to look at it for a minute and make sure it was the real thing. So they did do a newer version of Silent Night, Deadly Night, but they just called it Silent Night, and it has. Uh, Think of Malcolm McDowell is in it, and uh, I think William Shatner's in it too. I'm pretty sure he plays yes. like a, a drunk holiday DJ. Yep, that's true. And he just gets trashed the whole movie, which is great. Um, Have you seen that? Never seen it, but I know I've, I've uh, watched some never like you know I watched the trailers for it and uh, read up on it a little bit. And uh, the only reason I wanted to watch it was because I mean Malcolm McDowell is like one of the main characters, and uh, William Shatner is a you know. Just a, a, this film a drunk was DJ. never available in the United Kingdom ever until Arrow put it out. That's cool. 
because they they of course you know had to butcher this thing to put it out half the places it did but um you know overall this <laughs> i don't i think watching this film really like super cut would be fun too like you were saying um like if we watched the tv version of this it would actually be funny to watch you know sure there wouldn't be anything in it yeah <laughs> That's why I'd be but I mean, just the original cut of this. If you guys have Showtime, you can actually watch it on demand on there right now. This thing has been doing the rounds on there, which I I don't know what's up with that. They've got that in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre right now, which is kind of cool. And they show both of these like late at night. I get home and I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll watch it for the man song. Because I'm like that. I like to watch stuff over and over and over again. Um, I can't find anything out about this specifically, but I'm pretty fucking sure that this entire film was shot in Canada. I think it was. Um, I don't know how I know that, but I'm pretty fucking sure that it was shot in Canada. Um, which is awesome, because I'm Canadian, if I've never mentioned that. So it's, it's fun that I have a very controversial killer-slash-holiday film that is from my homeland. And I'm going to try to find out a little bit more info about that here for you guys. I think it may be on the special features on this Blu-ray that I knew that. I'm not really sure. Either way, 788, you're buying some beer, you're buying some chicken or salads or whatever your food choices are while you're at Walmart. Go grab you a copy of Silent Night, Deadly Night. If you, if you want, it's uncut, so it's pretty awesome because this was never available on DVD like this. Unless you live in the United Kingdom and you know what Arrow Home Video is. But anyway. I have the uh, two-pack on DVD that I'll never get rid of. But it's, um, cause it took me so long to find on DVD. Sure. And then... Um, is that one uncut? I don't think it is because it makes it sound like this Anchor Bay thing was hot shit. Um, I'm not sure. Um, but of course the DVD came with a two-pack. It was Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2. The main reason I got it was actually for two... Because two is just so funny to me. It's a it's a funny ass film, and uh, you know it's the whole garbage day bullshit. So um, you know they it was really hard to find. It was really expensive on eBay and Amazon for a long time, and then I guess they started you know they they put the Blu-ray out and they started repackaging all the stuff, and eventually it turned up at Fye and it was cheap. So I bought that two pack, and then sure enough, the DVD crept up and came out too. Nice. And here's Bill years later, and now he's working. This guy did a convention this year you were telling me about. I think he did the Texas one, the Frightmare. Fuck! Texas Frightmare. And it was also... I would uh, love to have fucking got my picture with this guy. Barbara Crampton was there, too. Um, you know, a lot of the the From Beyond guys were there, so... Let me see if it's uncut. I'm trying to go through some other source material here for you guys. I swear to you, this was shot in Canada, though. I, again, I don't know how I know that, but I'm pretty sure that I've read it, saw it on a special feature, maybe even a Fangoria I had back in 84. Awesome, I had that G.I. Joe costume. Do you see it over there in the Batman? Those were the best fucking costumes when I was a kid, man. Yeah, you, wore that, is, you wore that plastic fucking this is thing. This the unrated version. Nice. With the, the two did Anchor Bay put that out as well? Yes, they did. Okay, so Anchor Bay owns this film. For you guys that don't know this, Anchor Bay used to be the horror kings as far as DVD was concerned. Yeah, they got, you know... They had fucking everything. They did the Phantasm stuff. They had everything. And I got all the Phantasm stuff, you know. Uh, 
they did Evil Dead, and they did all that stuff. Um, I don't know how it is with distributing, but I guess now the Blu-ray is a different format, and there's more stuff that this film was yanked out of the theater after only being in theaters barely two weeks, which is fucking bullshit. They made their budget back on it, and there's of course the old school job of the Hut figures. Uh, Okay, basically, Corey and I would run wild on the toys in this place. Yeah. There's a bunch of classic G.I. Joe shit. I had all that shit as a kid, too. Of course, they roll out the Merry Christmas with the Santa on it, and Billy's, like, getting fucking pissed. Let's see here. Although it's Ira's toys, it's just like a... just looks like a fucking sleazeball toy store anyway. It's like there's no windows you can't even see inside of it. It's just kind of... I would love if they did like a horror hollow grounds of this movie. Where they show yeah, man, that would be stuff. that would be fucking awesome. He'd be up traveling up to Canada to do that. I mean, I know they probably, um, you know, since they already had a Blu-ray release of this and all that, but um, that would just be a cool feature to do. Um, it's not a high demand for this film. It's not, but it is a cult film, you know. I think it'd be something, at least to see that toy, that Ira's toys. Definitely, I'm sure it's just a fucking warehouse. I mean, obviously it is, but um, it would just be funny. It's like, you know, they got all those toys in there. What they did with them, if they just, they're probably just the fucking boxes. And of course, Ira's a prick. He looks like Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. But you can tell he has just for men hair because it's like pitch black, you know. I wish I could say that. I don't care about my fucking work. And then I get fired like Billy. The manager knows better though. He doesn't fuck with Billy. Because Billy's fucking eight feet tall. And then bam, there's a Santa Claus in the store. <laughs> It's just like, let's fuck with Billy's psyche day. I wanted to talk about a, a Blu-ray that's coming out. This is this is not something I normally plug, and I haven't seen it. But I, I thought this was interesting because it popped up on my Amazon list the other day. Okay. I wanted to tell everybody about it. It comes out July 12th, so this is not something I'll, I'll replug it again when it gets closer Same in. Same day as uh, Cat in the Brain comes out. Okay, which so you're excited about. So this is something you get while I get that. Well, I don't know if I'm going to buy this. I just wanted to kind of plug this because I think it's interesting. I don't know if I'm willing to spend $25 on this thing, which will probably be 30 at my local retailer. Okay. It's called Just Desserts, The Making of Creepshow. Uh, I've heard of that. They uh, When I went to... That's a Robert uh, Fleischer thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. When I went to the Mad Monster Party um, you know, in March, they did a special screening of it. And Robert Fleischer, the guy that did that film, uh, uh, you know, introduced it and all that stuff. So that was pretty cool. I'm curious if this is why Sean from Horrors Hollowed Grounds had shot a making, uh, like a behind the scenes thing, uh, an episode of Creep Show. Right. Maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe it's on this. I don't know. But all I know is uh, I just thought this was interesting as hell. Uh, I'll go ahead and plug something else that's that's close in right there. We had mentioned this. Again, I'm getting into August here, and I'll mention this again in a couple months. But <laughs> really excited about Scream Factory's putting out the collector's edition of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Fucking awesome. You know, it's, uh, it's a great film. Donald it's very Sutherland weird. goodness. Uh, kind of slow. 
But uh, it's pretty awesome. Sutherland. It is. It's, it is. It's, and he's got the fro. And it's pretty awesome. We got some Billy Butt on the TV here on the screen. He does that. He's Billy Butt. He's he's got a girlfriend, which is you know, you don't know what the fuck's going on with Billy. And then you know he's got this weird. It's actually a dream, and he's by himself in a bed. So he dreamed he had a girlfriend, and then he gets stabbed in the in the back by a Santa Claus hand. Two other notable things. One of these is not horror that I want to mention, but is made by a horror uh, legend. Uh, it's John Carpenter's made-for-television uh, Elvis movie starring Kurt Russell that's coming out on Who Blue doesn't Ray. want to watch that? That's fucking uh, So I'm very excited about that. I'm a huge Elvis fan. Uh, grew up on him. It was like my first uh, exposure to music. A lot of people's uh, was probably Led Zeppelin or the Beatles or something like that. Mine was Elvis. So, Mine was Kiss. <laughs> but I mean, literally, it's the first music I ever heard was Elvis because my mom's such a huge fan. But uh, anyway, that and another another one that's coming out that I'm super excited about, and we'll probably be screening this for you guys, is Microwave Massacre. Which yeah, I've we got to do that. One. I've that already ordered. That uh, one's on our fucking cutting room. It's a great movie. Uh, never been able to get my hands on it. Uh, cheers to the folks out there at Arrow for putting that out. I mean, their stuff just keeps getting better and better with what it does. Now. It really does. They got, they got and, a lot of uh, gems already, but uh, lately it's just been. I mean, they've been now. They've been fucking knocking them out of the park. They really have. Um, and uh, uh, you know, Blood Rage being one of my favorites. I think that that movies. comes out Tuesday, actually. No, Blood Rage. Oh, sorry. Uh, Blood Bath comes out Tuesday. Blood Bath is, is another one. It's uh, Arrow. It's, I get confused. It's got <laughs> blood in the title. It's uh, Bloodbath being a black and white film, if I'm not mistaken. It's an older uh, vampire movie, and it was actually there's like four different versions of that film that were that were made, uh, different cuts, different scenes and stuff. <coughs> all generally the same movie, just released under different titles, and all of those are packaged in this Arrow release. So, um, if you're even remotely a fan of this, or that just interests you that they have so many different versions to check out, if you're just a, a, a Blu-ray uh, collector like we are, where you know we nerd out and just watch all these special features, uh, they have all of those versions packaged on this thing. So, go pick up uh, Bloodbath. You know, if you I've actually never seen it, uh, but I will buy that release. And uh, not saying or promising we'll do an episode of that. I don't but, know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, screen that I think first. I'll. I think we'll watch them and then maybe talk about it. You know, analyze Please, it yeah. more than actually doing. I mean, if we end up podcast. digging it short, you know. Sure. This is another. We want, I wanted to really say something about this real quick. We we're on kind of a time frame when we do these. Uh, obviously, we weren't. Well, yeah, uh, got, lately with some of this stuff, we've got a hell of an interview coming up for you later. I want to plug again with uh, uh, Tobias from uh, Cut Up slash Vomitory and uh, amazing interview. But anyway, I love you for doing that interview too. It's fucking awesome. We hope you guys oh, yeah, enjoy man. it. But we're on a time frame a lot of this. Sometimes we, you know, we want to watch certain movies. Like before we put Silent Night, Deadly Night in the player today, we were looking at some other stuff and we just didn't have time. Yeah. You know, we were looking at Halloween 3. We've really been wanting to do that Since one. That's you know, almost I, a two-hour film. I have to go to work and all that. So, uh, you know, we, we still do these things. I always actually do these before work. So uh, I appreciate you guys listening because I'm, um, I'm giving my time and you guys giving me the time back and actually listening, that really means a lot. So uh, thank you for that, you know. Um, but, yeah, we, we wanted to choose something kind of short for this one, um, you know, because we, we've been kind of... The interview is pretty long. So yeah, we've been kind of backed up with everything, too. Uh, it's been a busy week for the for the podcast, which I'm very excited to uh, 
put all this stuff out for you guys. It's been really fun for us to do, and uh, I think it's been fun for the for the guys we've interviewed as well. And it'll be fun for you, hopefully, to listen to to us. And if not, you can skip all the way to the interview and just listen to that. I mean, whatever the fuck you want to do, we appreciate it. Um, so yeah, we we went with uh, we were checking some movies and put stuff on the chopping block uh, just just to see what what was shorter. But actually, we. Once we pulled this one out and we figured out, I was like, oh, it's 85 minutes. Uh, this is actually really fucking good. And, you know, there's no reason to really save it for later because, you know, um, it's. I think it's perfect. Just This is a fun movie to watch anyway. So wanted to, another July release, and actually we'll probably be screening this mm-hmm. one, is a movie oh, yeah. titled Hell Hole. Yes. And that's all I'm going to say about that one right now. We're going to we're gonna probably be doing I remember this one as a, from a, when I was a kid. Actually, I'd never seen it, but when terrifying. I, I watched it, you know, like a little thing on it from Screen Factory when they, you know... Uh, did not know that was coming first out. First put the release new. out. I saw that. I did not know that. Really? No, I... Oh, you're more, you're, you're more attached with social media. No, it's great. I liked it as a kid. I mean, it's, I mean, it's I just, fucked up. I go to Screen Factory, oh. you know, shopfactory.com and, and look at the new Screen Factory titles. You know, I try to figure out, you know, because usually I don't find out from Facebook. I'll just go on their website and see if anything new's popped up. And that's when I found out about Return of the Living Dead. And since that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to keep looking at this page to see if they – because they'll just throw stuff on there. So. Um, but yeah, Hellhole will definitely do. I've never seen it, but from the description in the trailer, it uh, definitely needs to be something we do on here. Something I'm really excited about. We've not talked about doing these yet or not, but we're. I definitely would love to do them. Uh, on uh, This will be my last with the Blu-ray release stuff, and I've mentioned these before. I just want to bring it up again because I'm very excited about Let's this. do it, man. I People wanna, need to I'll, know this stuff is out if they have it. I want to thank the folks at Universal for finally putting these out. On June 14th, Jaws 2, 3, and 4 will be on Blu-ray. And I'll buy them all. Yep. I and have we will one. hopefully be doing a podcast of at least... A few of those. I don't know if we'll be able to do the first one because it's really long. Yeah, it's like it a two is. and a half hour movie. Plus, but we'll know. probably be doing... We're definitely probably going to do two and three, though. First okay. one's great, but three's my favorite. Three three will get done. That was I like that one. That one doesn't love get enough movie. love, I don't think. Uh, saw it in 3D as a kid. Usually by the third film, no one gives any of the third films of anything love. But, you know, it's... Uh, I think that, that one's definitely my favorite. You know, of course, I really like... Um, you know, two as well. And, and, of course, the first... I like them all, really, but... Third one being my uh, my favorite one that I've seen the most, so uh, we'll definitely definitely plug those for you guys as well. Um, and in this scene, we'll go back to the film a little bit. We're here at Ira's Toys, and they're doing a little Christmas party. And uh, honestly, the direction of this film is very good, actually. Um, it's very well done because the the scenes around you know the surroundings they actually make Christmas you know creepy. Like they show these Nutcrackers. And they just kind of show it, and it's really just weird. And you can tell something, you know, the mood's changing in this film. And uh, now that fucking, that Ira boss asshole is making out with uh, Billy's uh, Billy's crush, you know, this chick that he works with that he wants to, um, you know, jingle his bells on. But he, you know, now he's she's making out with the fucking boss and and then wanting to get a raise. You know how that works in in, in real life. So uh, that aspect of somebody getting hot, you know, getting around and blowing the boss for for a raise, that's totally happening in this film too. And uh, Billy's starting to get pissed off again. So uh, wanted to talk about some uh, <clears throat> new releases for this Friday, June third. Uh, we've got uh, Candlemass's new album. 
They have a new album coming out. It comes out uh, uh, probably around the time we air this. That's why wow. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. So it's here, been but, the new uh, singer that uh, that they've had? Yeah. Huh. I didn't even know they were working on a new record. They have a new album, Death I Lover. And, uh, of course, I want to mention a couple things from the last podcast I want to mention again that are out now currently, and that's the new Six Feet Under covers album, the yes. Gregor Classics, as well as the new Death Angel. Uh Again, not death metal, but I think th- these are things that are worth buying just because I think these are yeah, stuff man. that's not shit. Um, uh, also, if you missed it, we talked about it when it came out a couple weeks ago, the new Gore Guts. Uh, it's one song. It's 40-something minutes long, I think. Uh, Polidiotis Dust, however the fuck you say that. Uh, that's out Palladius now. Dust, yeah, I guess. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Something like that. Uh, and... Uh, yeah. Something that's not death metal that um, I'm going to show some love to because I'm a huge Dio fan and I'm very fucking excited about this. There's a Jorn, a new Jorn thing coming out. Really? Yeah, this it comes year? Out, yeah, it comes out in like a week. Hmm. It's called Heavy Rock Radio. Awesome. If you're into like classic uh, metal stuff, uh, Jorn Landy to me is the top dog. He also, uh, to give him a little bit of love here, he sang for Ingvay Momsen, never recorded with him. But the most notable thing that he did, he filled in on the, all the Heaven and Hell shows when Ronnie passed away. And uh, a and lot of love for he's him. He's the living Dio, I think. June know. 3rd. Uh, he's like, comes yeah. out. Nice. He's and it's really cool. It's it's all cover songs. <clears throat> Is it Dio stuff that he puts no. in there? Uh, better? Well, it's 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 a crazy. I'm actually going to read the track listing here. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. He does uh, that. There's something going on. That 80s song, uh, Running Up That Hill, which is a Kate Bush song. Weird. Uh he does Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Wow. Which I think is going to be awesome. I think he'll, he'll nail that one. Uh, he does Killer Queen by Queen. Oh, man, that's crazy. He does Hotel California by, uh, wow. by the, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. He does um, Die Young by Ronnie Era Black Sabbath. Wow. And he does Rainbow in the Dark. Of course. This. And he's never done that before, has he? Not on an album, no. Wow. That's fucking awesome. And he does... Uh, so, yeah, pretty excited about it. Um, there's some other stuff on here, too. But, uh, but yeah, the 2 Dio thing. Him doing Die Young is going to be of fucking course, ridiculous. Um, and, again, it's not Death Mountain. I probably shouldn't have plugged on here. But I, this guy doesn't get any fucking credit. He's from Norway. He's an amazing singer. And to me, if you're into any type of classic metal, this guy has the voice. And he's fucking Norwegian. You know, he's, he's a badass. So, uh Definitely. And as far as out. classic stuff, uh, what have you been? You've been listening to anything classic lately, or uh, been kicking the tires on anything? As far as uh, listening to stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, I did check out that new gruesome, and I've listened to it a few times. The uh, Dimensions of Horror, and that's a very good, uh, you know, very good short. It's an EP, but it, it's great. Um, you know, they they're they nail the death stuff. I think uh, the the homage is very well represented uh, with those guys. Um, I've also, I've also, you know, been listening to the new aborted more and more, and I think that's you know, retro, retro gore. Like it. It's one like of it. the best. I think it's one of the best film, you know, best films. One of the best uh, things they've ever done. I mean, it's it's pretty fucking awesome, and um, you know, it's just it's just back to the you know they they do a lot of slammy stuff and. Uh, you know, this album is more just straight up blast, and I like that. So nice. it's a million miles an hour. It's really good. It's a it's a shit storm. Um, they add a lot more of you know they add some more of the sampling stuff, which I like, and of course 
the EP they put out earlier was Termination Redux, and that song's on there. And I think some of the other songs ended up on there as well, kind of like how they did with Global Flatline and Coronary <coughs> Reconstruction. You know, they redid the songs for that. So um, that was pretty fucking awesome, and I really enjoy that. Also, I've been going, you know, I always go back to death metal stuff I always listen to, and uh, I was listening, I've been listening to a lot of Impaled, uh, which we have... Uh, uh, raw sewage interview on our next episode for you guys which was very fucking fun and uh you know we really enjoyed ourselves with that one that one is a full episode where uh me the doctor and dr sewage we watch uh the new york ripper so it's it's definitely uh a fun listen so i'll be on the lookout for that and uh yeah the impaled is one of my favorite bands and i've been listening to just bits and pieces of all their records lately Um, they're so great you know operating theater and uh stuff like that and been actually watching the music videos and also uh for this interview you know uh it's brought me back to uh a lot of vomitory stuff and cut up i've been listening to a lot of because it's just it i miss the intensity you know a lot of newer death metal just it's there but it's it's artificial you know what i mean with cut up it's it's passionate and it's really fucking brutal like they're not trying they are brutal it's it's great you know and in this scene speaking of brutal uh fucking ira here is getting choked out by christmas lights which is the way they you know incorporate all the christmas stuff to these kills is fucking awesome and there he is fucking dead and you know his chick is all scared and the uncut scenes of this are so funny because the the prints of it i mean they had to pull it off of the fucking reel so it's like you got blu-ray and then you got vhs quality and it's just funny but uh really enjoy this film the way that it's mashed up on this unrated version it's pretty cool and then also uh we mentioned this on a previous podcast but if you want another new metal release coming out that's pretty fucking huge i think it's a big deal. Not it's not death metal, but it's still fucking essential. Uh, the new DRI. It's their first. It's an EP, but it's the first one. This first new material they put out in like 15 years. Wow. So uh, it's called. But wait, there's more. So it's it's a, a very good a DRI title. I think it's fun. And uh, now we got in the last. Uh, yeah, we got a nice laceration here to the to the chest by this chick. Of course, more boobs. Which is great. I've been listening to uh, I've been listening to a lot of Mortician lately. It seems to always come back to them. I'm a huge. If I've said it, I'm sure I've said it on other podcasts. I'm a huge Mortician fan. I don't think the band gets any fucking respect. And uh, I just want to plug everything. Anything you can go fucking find by those guys. I don't. I don't think they have a bad album. I love all of it. And uh, what I've personally been listening to lately. Um, is Hacked Up for Barbecue, which is something Hell, I yeah. just constantly go back to, which is their debut, and I just really like it. Um, another thing I've been listening to um, is uh, the uh, uh, a lot of vomitory. I was listening to some of that, just kind of get my chops up for uh, for our interview we've got coming up for you guys later. It's uh, such an underrated band, and uh, just great musicianship, great songs, great production, and it's brutal Swedish death metal and it's I don't really think you can ask anything more from those guys those guys never fucking looked at their watch they constantly put out you know quality stuff I think every release is good and you know it's just it's just uh, 
it's 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 just it's just good stuff. It's essential, as Corey said uh, right. on a different podcast. It's I think it's uh, it's something you guys should definitely check out. But we're real excited to have him on. He's going to be on here a little bit later. Uh, and then at the Christmas party, back to. Ira's toys. We've already got three kills in like a minute. I just want stuff out of this toy shop. Yeah, me too. I'm looking at all the stuff. I'm like, God. There's I'm a lot of Star Wars and GI Joe shit. I in want there. that fucking Garfield coloring book. Is that weird? No. <laughs> Hell no, it's not. Bill Murray goodness at the time. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, he just hacked up someone with an axe, so that's a classic thing. Or was it the hammer? I didn't. I saw the blood spatter. I know he killed somebody. Maybe. Uh, pretty sure it was the hammer. It was the hammer. And now back to the creepy toys. It's just like the direction's really, actually, well done in this film. He makes it very actually, creepy. Let's uh, we don't normally do this. Let's actually back that up. I don't I don't want to get that wrong. No, I was sorry, guys. I had had uh, my phone was almost dead, so I had to put it on charge. I don't want that to happen. That's the that's the tools here. Yeah, man. I gotta have my. Uh... All right. So yeah, we got the we got the titty scene with the. Uh, you know the okay, not not too much. He cuts, Just a little he bit cuts up. There, I stood up and missed one of the best scenes. He cuts up with the knife, you know, straight up. This girl been getting plowed, and now Billy's going to dole out his form of Christmas love. Because yeah, I, it's my form of Christmas love, which is uh, death. Right. Then here's the uh, with an axe hammer, the fucking manager, whatever I guess. you want to do. This guy, the, the manager in this, should be noted. This guy has been in a ton of shit. Has he? I've seen him in so much 80s bullshit, it's not even funny. <laughs> I don't know if he's Canadian or they maybe took him up there for this, but... Uh, of course, he's a drunken fool, um, you know, stumbling around, so you know something's going to happen, because no uh, stumbling drunks live in horror films. Of course, no one's supposed to live in a horror film, but... This, this Blu-ray looks excellent. It does, and then some of the scenes, it looks like it was ported from fucking VHS, but that's, you know... That's how they had to do it, and they did it and packed it in here. So I appreciate the uh, the effort because, you know, <coughs> it's weird though. Not a lot of these scenes so far have been like scenes that they needed to cut. It was just like him looking at them or. Well, or look, the whole stuff. thing was offensive because it's Santa killing people. Right, but, but I'm it's saying not, a lot it's of not these like it's fucking Chris Kringle. But I wish yeah, you know, a lot of these scenes are like that they uh, added in here that look like they're from VHS. You know, the uncut scenes. Oh yeah, are just weird stuff. It is the hammer. So we, we had hammer smash face. The, we had to rerun for the hammer kill. That looked like they just squeezed fucking like a like a raspberry. That's what that looked like. Um, Indeed, and it was the uh, back of the hammer. So not the front where you nail in. It's the uh, the pointy part. Pretty great. So, um, Billy doesn't want to miss dinner. <laughs> he doesn't want to miss dinner. So, um, uh, <laughs> I see your Garfield. I just saw it. Yeah. I, I got to see it. Is it, it weird? Just, I want the Garfield. No, it's. I think it's a coloring book. I want to wear one of those fucking kids' uh, Halloween costumes, specifically the Batman one they had. Yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. Adam West Batman yeah, cartoon. Or not a cartoony looking top thing, but it's definitely out of it's Probably the lightest. Dude, Richard Simmons workout thing. Wow. Don't want that. No, but it's weird it that it's there. Weird. See, that's the thing. I, I wish they would. I don't know if it's on the special feature stuff. I haven't really watched any of it. Uh, it's, there's stuff there, but there's not. But I want to know where these toys, if they were just the box. It looks like it's just the boxes of the shit, and they just probably. You know, there's the hammer to the head. Fucking awesome. It's just like sticking out of his fucking forehead. It's great. And now this chick, I don't even know if she works here or she's just some 
some old villager. I, don't, I wasn't paying attention, but she's... Now he's got the fucking axe. It's like the two-sided... Like, this... This shit's about to go down right here. And they don't waste any time. Once they're into this movie and they start killing people, it's... I mean, he's... The body count's already at three, and they haven't even left this Christmas party, so... Uh, that Molson Canadian thing over your John is awesome. You like that? Yeah, I'd never seen it. You Got told it me about it, and I never saw it. It was five bucks. That's amazing. Yeah, I told you I put it above the can. It's but amazing. I figured you'd think that was funny. It's like, go to the mountains, the Canadian mountains with Molson. I did to pee. Why you poo? See, it's just they they creep us out with these like weird toys in this in this in these scenes. It's like you know. I you, want a toy of him with the axe. You get your Mr. Potato Heads, and you get the. Oh, dude! You look, get the Rolf. There's a, there's a the, yeah. from the Muppets. That's yeah. awesome. You get the Rolf uh, Kermit. doll and Kermit and, and Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird, yeah. And then they show these creepy ass clowns and like little child dolls, and uh, they really uh, the director really nailed it with it being kind of tense and creepy. At the same time, it's kind of nostalgic to us now. With I wish this had some kind of three or four disc release. I really think. I this do too. Film's, I think. I think this film's underrated. I think it's. Now, uh, I'll give a shout-out to uh, Fright Rags, who actually put out a pretty cool set of this film. What? They did, like, a t-shirt thing, and then they had this this die-cast figurine of Lenny uh, Quigley gored by that fucking really? deer. And it was, like, a little, like, statue. Are you serious? Yeah, there was a little statue of her hanging up from that fucking wow. deer. Man, when I got on that site, like, I could, I saw so much cool shit, but it was all expensive. And yeah, because it's limited stuff, so that when they do those limited package things, you know, once they're gone, they don't make They were them. cool, though. Yeah, but it had the, the you know, the, the figurine of her, like, the statue, and then it came packaged in, like, a, it looked like a Christmas present. Like, it had, like, a bow on it and stuff, and it says, uh, from Billy, you know, or something like that. Oh, and there was God. some other oh, shit. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know if it came with this film or what it was, but, uh... And of course, she got fucking arrowed in the chest, which is pretty nice. Something different, you know. I'm gonna get on there right now and see. And you can see the uncut scene where it's like they show her dead, um, with this giant like animatronic Santa thing just kind of over top of her, which again goes back to the thing where Christmas toys are, can be fucking really creepy. Huh? Yep. I think a lot of. Hello, this is thank you for doing business here. Look. <laughs> thank you for doing business with us. That's the thing. Like Christmas is, uh, you know, kind of shitty. I thought that said Iraq's toys. Yeah, Iraq's to- Iraq's toys. But uh, whenever I go shopping around Christmas time, the toys are fucking generally creepy. Like the decorations and stuff. You know, a lot of that stuff is really just weird to me. Uh, and this film captures that. It's just fucking creepy. Master charge. And then of course uh, the nun is looking. I guess looking for Billy. Uh, and she's just going to find his presence that he left for him, which is dead fucking bodies. There's the nutcrackers. <laughs> and then it goes on to all these... They were at Linnea Quigley's home. Yeah, with all these fucking or carol- Christmas carolers with whatever shitty is. haircuts. Yeah. Like, these haircuts are awful. Like, they're not even from a time period. No, they are. Those are 80s, man. I remember them. I've never seen '80s haircuts that bad. Those are they are those are those are Canadian '80s haircuts. That's why they're different. The Canada Bulls. They are. And mops, you know. They definitely are. And Ooh, then wow. here we got uh, fucking on the pool table. It's not Billy. It's uh, but that's Linnea Quigley. Yeah, it definitely is. And this guy's got a pretty nice, pretty good mop as well. 
on his head. I guess the the carolers don't know who they're singing to because he's trying to get his his pole varnish. I didn't know Frat Rags was based out of New York. Is it? It is. Uh, Fright Rags is good for it. It's one of those sites where you have to constantly check out because each month they're going to put out something. The doctor's on there right now. Some kind of limited uh, packaging. Uh, they did a really cool one for uh, Return of the Living Dead, actually, where it came with a Tarman mask that you could put on. Like really? A, like a plastic mask, you know, with a string on the back. But it's still really cool. Came with a T-shirt. That's pretty cool. I mean, you know, that's their main thing is they're a T-shirt company, but... You know, they've done special stuff for Reanimator, and they've done, uh, really their package deals are what you want from them. Uh, they did a, a Halloween 3 thing with a mask. They did a, I think the pumpkin mask, and they packaged something with Halloween wow. 3 that they did. Um, I think it came with a silver sam- shamrock t-shirt or something like that. Um, I mean, they, they Don't do Don't say have- anything, I'm on the site with Corey's credit card. Yeah. <laughs> uh. They call it gore credit. That's what I call it. But I uh, think I'm on the right side. It's taking forever to load. Fright rags. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's really cool. They have what's called the graveyard, where you vote for old designs to come back. So, the more people vote for, you know, they have pretty much everything. They got a pieces shirt. They got, uh, you know, Halloween. They got Escape from New York. They got um, Shocker. I think. I mean, they they have a Silent and Deadly Night, of course. They got all that kind of stuff. So. They have mashup stuff. They have a shirt that's uh, it's the cover of Kiss uh, Destroyer, but it's got Leatherface and Jason and uh, Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger on the front instead of Kiss, and it says Kill instead of Kiss, so it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, you can go on there and vote for your favorite designs that you want back, and Lenny Quigley had like the best tits in horror when she was... This age. It's just There's a Garfield crazy. Halloween Adventure shirt that's fucking awesome. That's funny. I want that I shirt. I used to too. love that cartoon, man. I want that shirt and I want the coloring book in this fucking film. So I can have my Garfield stuff. Uh, I'm, not, I'm looking through the sale stuff, guys. There's nothing really on here. I mean, if this stuff's your thing, but. See, they. I'm not really sure what this is. They're packaged. Oh, fucking Terminator. Fuck that. See, their package stuff is what's cool about them, is when they put out like a box set thing. You know, like the Silent Night, Deadly Night thing was really cool. And here she goes. <coughs> Here's Billy. And she's about to meet her demise with this fucking deer head. Any of you have seen this film? He just straight up chucks that fireman's axe at her like a goddamn tomahawk. Like, Killer Clowns t-shirt. That's weird. Like double hands it. And of course, I think this is just a straight up random kill. Like, he must have seen the carolers and, you have a Christmas tree in your house, fuck you. Here we go. This is it right here. So, you gotta play the audio for you guys. This is one of my favorite horror movie kills, period. Rated shit, you see it like, oh my god. See, I've never seen this uh, cut of it. Jesus. I mean, in the, you know, 
it, it looks bad because it's old, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the unrated shit they put in here is definitely, you can tell why they cut it out. I mean, you can see the... There's a leprechaun shirt. That's awesome. You can see the uh, antlers go through, you know, poking through her fucking flesh and piercer. It's fucking great. There's your pieces oh. shirt. Yeah. The pieces one looks okay. Kind of looks like it's... Uh, it looks like it's from... Some of their shirts look like you can buy it at Walmart. It's like kind of... It's like pre-faded. I don't really like that approach. I don't like the pre-faded shirts where it's supposed to look old. I mean, I get it, but I'm not really a fan of that. I'm going to wear my shirt. This stuff's pre-faded. very expensive, though, guys. I'm going to warn you. This stuff's nice, but it oh, apparently... 30 bucks a hell of a price tag on it. It's about 25 The shirt I want is 27 fucking dollars. Yeah. It's because they limited print everything they do, and, you know... I mean, it's cool. It's just goddamn. But really, where they shine is their is their limited releasing of their, you know, once a month. I think they'll do some kind of special movie release where it's packaged with some cool shit. Nice, like the Silent Night Deadly thing. I mentioned Silent Night Deadly Night thing I mentioned. Or uh, I mean, I'm not knocking. It's just wow. Some of this stuff is very expensive. And their package stuff's expensive because usually it comes with like maybe two different T-shirts and some kind of a collectible and something else. You know. Of course, the boyfriend just now realizes that his girlfriend is hanging up by the deer head. And he's challenging... Wow, him. everything on here I want is sold out. Yeah. They only have, like, a few t-shirt designs available at a time. And you have to, like, vote to bring them out. And, you know... It's, uh... It's a cool concept, and, you know, it's limited stuff, but, you know... I don't have. Let's it. see, guys. We're gonna do a little. We're gonna do a little search here. I'm gonna find out if the shirts that I want are still in stock. One of them wasn't. All you have to do is go to the grave. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, and you see which ones that they don't have that you have to bring back. Um, well, no. What I'm doing right now is just seeing these ones that they have. Do surprisingly, they have I only have. I only own like one horror movie T-shirt. Is that weird? No. I have an, an OG Nightmare on Yes. T-shirt. Okay, I'm in business on one. Which I'm probably going to get. But Fright Rags would be somewhere where I buy a t-shirt from. It's a little pricey, but it's like, you know, um, I've thought about it before. And there is a Can I go back? We're go- okay, so one of them's here that I can get. I'm going to look and see if the other one is. Not sure. We're getting ready to find out. The boyfriend just got tossed out. If anybody knows me, they would know whose shirts I'm looking at, which is very simple because there's not a lot on here. But there are. Huh. Let's see if the other one is here. Let's see if it's in. My size, because I'd like to have actually have both of these for bomb, kind of as a set, because I'm a nerd. Not a big Bang Theory fake nerd either, a real one. And it looks like these are also in stock. Doctor Vincent West will be purchasing both of the John Carpenter the Fog shirts. Hell yeah! They're both different, and I, I just need them. It just looks like something I would wear. Honestly, after watching that, because I hadn't seen it so fucking long, like I want to watch the movie again. The movie's so fucking. Isn't it great? It's a great movie, and it's different. You know, they haven't really. There's no like pirate ghost movies that are no entertaining like that. And John Carpenter can, you know, make a movie about a a piece of shit in a toilet, and he'll make it a good film. Correct. Watch it again. Totally. Seriously, you know, um, it's just a great, great fucking movie, and. uh, it's it's one of those overlooked films where people are like yeah it's the fog and stuff but it's like no it's the fog you need to watch the film it's a good movie it's not it's not a movie for like you know whoa they have a sleepaway camp shirt that's pretty awesome 
It's just weird. And then uh, Billy just gave the little girl a fucking bloody box cutter, which is pretty nice. Uh, it's just a... Uh, what the hell is killer animals? I don't know what that means. No idea. Got to make fun of this. Uh, why there's a 30 Days of Night shirt is beyond me, but whatever. That's... Whatever. Never, Whatever you never say. been a fan of that film. The there's graphic a, novel. There's a cool. Kill Destroyer shirt with all the classic. <laughs> I found a shirt. I think uh, probably be getting Corey for his birthday. I'm gonna let him look at it real quick. Let's we'll see if they have it. Because uh, Corey right. and I are both fat, so <laughs> we need to see if they have it in fat guy sizes for us. We 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 are thin on the podcast, though. We look really good. We have the body of. Uh, of like a, a male model <laughs> for all you ladies out there. And it's sold out, so I cannot get it for him. Fuck. And that's okay. It was this. Yeah, that's the one I just mentioned, the, yeah, the Destroyer uh, it's, one. It's, with it's gone. That was their first design I ever saw, and that's where I found out about him. Because I was like, that design is fucking awesome. It's, you know, it's Destroyer, but it's all the, the horror icons. I'd like to apologize to Corey right now, but... Uh... <laughs> Let's see here. I'm kind of going through here, see what else they got. They have some nice Halloween stuff. They do. They did. I, I was pretty sure it was them that did the the Halloween three thing because they had the shirt with the cover when I think it's the Shout Factory cover actually, the Scream Factory cover, and then they it came with a Shamrock mask, which is pretty awesome. I'll be getting that. Yeah, that was it. The, and of course, there's different versions of the shirts you can get. Sometimes. I'm just glad they have it in my size. Sometimes man. it comes with a baseball raglan style shirt. Probably gonna be doing a fog Halloween three yeah. combo. Keep man. it carpenter, you know. And I do like their piece of shirt. It just kind of looks. I hope it's. It not, is cool, man. It kind of looks like a pre faded design. I don't really like that. So. Corey wants the pieces, but what he'll be getting is a Thirty Days of Night shirt. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no God. Be like, yeah, no kidding. It's no direction. No writer, you know. It's the the graphic novels are cool. I've read some of them, but God, it's, that Garfield Halloween Adventure thing is just <laughs> fucking fun. I might have to get the Garfield. There's some nice Return of the Living Dead stuff on here too. There is, and they did. You know, of course, I mentioned they did a a box set version of that where they had a uh, Tarman uh, mask. Dude, there's a Funhouse shirt. That's crazy. Great movie too. Yes, it is. It's not what you expect, because it's like, you think it's going to be this movie where it's like Killer Clowns or some shit, but it's really just oh, a creepy movie. I bet that's gone. Please don't be gone. So the Funhouse reminded me a lot of Maniac, that film. I like Funhouse, I think, a little more. Yeah, I agree with that. But but Maniac is a good film. Of Son of a bitch, just got fucked on that one, kids. Which one? The Reanimator shirt. Yeah, that that was long gone, I think. I tried, though. You know? Of course, when we went to McKay's, I found the DVD. It's okay, the Carpenter stuff's there. Right. I found the DVD of Reanimator at McKay's, you know, the big one that came with a syringe package in it. You've got that? And the syringe was taken out. So I didn't buy uh, it. Doesn't that suck? It's like, why do you even... Why did you? Even it was take a pen. This? Yeah, it was a syringe pen. It's like, why did you even take this from them if it doesn't come with the fucking item? It's like, I don't want the box with the movie. I have the movie, you know, but... I don't want to buy the the boxed version that doesn't come with the pen. That's just redundant, you know. So I'm going to be doing both Fox shirts. I think those are cooler anyway. No, it's more for me because I'm a John guy. That's pretty nice. And it uh, looks like the fog's rolling in outside because it's pretty uh, looking gnarly out here. 
It finally helps me sleep. <laughs> it should make your job mellow. Yeah, it helps people not come in the store. So This right here, uh, kids, is a very, very brutal scene. Uh, Corey and I can talk about it here a little bit for you. This is one of my favorite kills, if not my favorite kill in this film. Really? This part here? Yes. I'm not really into a Halloween 2 shirt. I'm just not feeling it. I think that's the most overrated Halloween film is the second one. I'd have to agree with that. It's I mean, good. I Some like of the kills it, are good. I like, the, I like the hospital thing. I yeah, do. man. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's good, but it's does it the, is it the one I go back to? No, it never is. It, whenever I watched Halloween, it's the first one or the third one. Mostly the third. Um, I'm going to the graveyard. I'm going to check this out. All right. It's probably going to piss me off. <laughs> So I should do should I do a Halloween three shirt and Halloween. a fog shirt? Should, I think I should just do both the fog shirts. What's the two fog shirts that you got? Well, I don't have them yet, but you mean to show you on here? Yeah, yeah. What were the two fog shirts? I'll show them to you right now. I'm not gonna look at this graveyard thing because it's probably gonna piss me off. <laughs> don't look at the graveyard thing, kids. It's just. Stuff just like going to any graveyard, it's just not a good idea. Well, hey, if you vote for it, then it might. No, it's fucking cool. Go in there and vote, but I don't know how. Just you... don't take the doctor with you, cause I'll have one of my crazy rants. Oh, we don't want that. We do want that. It depends. Sometimes we want it. Most <laughs> of the time, we don't want it. Uh, I'm going to show these to Corey real quick and let him get his. No, let me find these. Uh, I'm getting both of them. That's that's bottom end. I'm going to spend sixty dollars on two fucking shirts, but I feel like I'm in a goddamn. Here we go. Like I'm in a fucking. You go sledding and you get fucking decapitated, which is great. And that's not the kill you were talking about. Both. It's not the kill you were talking about. It was the. Uh, no, that is the kill I was talking about. It's great. And then he he rolls out and he's still sledding and he's fucking headless. And there's, and the, there's head. the head. Awesome. That first Fox shirt is fucking amazing. I like both of them. It's, uh, what's his name? The so you think I should get the one that just says The Fog? The main pirate. I can't remember his damn name. Oh, you mean Rob Boutine? Yeah, Rob Boutine. Thanks to the info a little bit there that Corey gave us last time when we were, yeah. you guys kids. I think it's, uh, I think it's Blake, actually. It is. That's it. <clears throat> his name is Blake. I like both of them. You don't like both of them? I do. Oh my god. I think Corey just found something he wants. It's goofy as fuck. But is this. This isn't the graveyard shit. No, they have. They fucking have them. Is it gone? No, they have this shirt. No. The Monster Squad shirt's gone, which pisses me off. It's called Funeral Four Wheeler. Will a- somebody buy me the Monster Squad shirt, please, off eBay? <laughs> anyway. This is just goofy and I love it. It's fucking. It's called Funeral Four Wheeler. Is the design, and it's uh, just a goofy cartoon of the tall man. <coughs> That's pretty awesome. It's almost like the Ramones, like those. Punk, it is. Those it looks like monster that, things. Yeah. I always forget what they're called, but uh, I know what you're talking about. They're called like Psycho something, but they're uh, you know, those little green. So Halloween Psycho three monsters. and the fog, or should I double up and on the fog? Me, you see, I wanted to look at the other fog thing. It's basically the graveyard it scene where they all showed up. Oh. The other one, I like the other one too, but definitely go with the first one. That actually says it on it. The colors look great. The one with it's, Blake, yeah. Yeah, it's just a straight up, I mean, he's got the sword. It's like at the end when he kills the 
you know, a Father Malone, you know, or whatever. That's a really awesome. Uh, it's just well done artwork. The other one is more. It looks more like the actual, like it came from the actual film. It's like there's a bunch of them, and that one it's like the whole crew. Yeah, it's like all the pirates, and they're in the graveyard or whichever or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, if you guys have been listening, just talked. You know, we've been just reviewing these goddamn T-shirts. Uh, feel free to go on there and 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 look at look at some of this stuff. I'm gonna. I've, I've actually. Uh, it is expensive, but I'm gonna buy some shit. <laughs> Gotta give it some love. I mean, so are Blu-rays, you know. So if we can buy the films, we can surely buy the shirts, you know. I'll just go ahead and tell everybody out there in the audience. I physically own this stuff when I'm telling you about it, so it gets ex- very expensive. Yeah. Uh, it's a very expensive habit. I bought. Uh, I'm going later today. Uh, I shouldn't, but I'm going later today, and I'm gonna get probably. Definitely going to get the Six Feet Under. Maybe yeah. get the Death Angel, depending on how much it is. The Six Feet Under should be cheap. It's right. probably 10 bucks, so if I can find it. Right on. But, yeah, it's an expensive habit, but, hey, somebody's got to do it. So <laughs> Corey's saving up for his Fulci film, which is apparently limited as hell from everything I'm reading about it. Yeah, the... Um <clears throat> I mean, it's a Grindhouse releasing. If anybody bought uh, pieces early on, you would know that that film was gone within a day of its release, and it was jacked up to like fucking sixty bucks. Of course, it's it's back to regular pricing now. Unlike Bride of Reanimator, which is kids, that thing is gone. toast. That's toast. Uh, if you haven't gotten Bride of Reanimator, get it. It's from sixty Arrow, bucks from Just Arrow. It. It's yeah, you're gonna have to pay a little more for it. But uh, Amazon's got it for sixty. But you go to DiabolicDVD.com, I believe, and that is where the Grindhouse releasing stuff is. Uh, and you can just go to Grindhouse Releasing's Facebook. They have links for that cat in the brain. Need to pre-order that now. I'm telling you, if you're even remotely a fan of that or faulty stuff or Italian horror or whatever, uh, that film is my favorite only because it's just weird. It's like uh, I'd like to of, watch it with you. I've never seen it. A lot of recuts that he never used for some of his other. I don't films. know if we should do it for a thing, but I definitely. Would like I think to we watch should. It I think it'd be fun. Uh, maybe another. I wanted to do the Beyond. That's yeah, my favorite that Fulci good, film. But this one is that weird? Not at all. That was that was essential. I think even if you're not a Italian horror. That's my fan, favorite. That's, that's, that's a good one. That's my favorite. Same as uh, we both agree on this. The best Argento movie, hands down, is uh, Suspiria. Of course, one of my favorites and, of all time. Uh, the only fault, the only uh, Argento film I actually enjoy watching. I, I haven't liked anything else. We both own. Here's yeah. your funny story. We both own the limited Steelbook Tenebrae, and I haven't watched it. I haven't even opened mine. And Corey appara- has opened his. Appara- I don't know if he's watched it. I don't know. <laughs> nope, never have. Uh, Apparently, uh, well, this is actually true. It's from their Facebook, but uh, Synapse that put out that release. Um, now the Tenebrae is so low quantity for them that I they are that. they are no longer taking releases over the internet uh, orders over the internet. So you have to actually call them by phone and have them mail you a copy. Get it if you want it. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, you know it's it was limited to what uh, two thousand copies I think or less. I think it's less than that. Like a thousand. It's something real. And they're also low on the Demons One and Two Steelbooks, which. I have those. That's Lombardo Bava awesomeness. That's actually well, just part the first one. one part least. one. I don't have part two. I have part one because part but one is. But those awesome. aren't as low as the Tenebrae, so you can still order the Demon Steelbooks from them online at synapsefilms.com or whatever the site is. And then uh, and buy Red Scorpion one uh, there. 
Yeah, and they also have weird like granny porns that you can buy. Or you should get weird you should shit. get Red Scorpion though, because Dolph Lundgren needs money. And you know, I really, I'll honestly say I really don't like that company at all. Um, you know, they're Detroit douchebags, but that's for another thing. But uh, I will say that I will thank them in advance because they are going to actually put out Suspiria on Blu-ray for us in the U.S. And yeah, well, I will, you know, I still stand by the uh, Detroit douchebag thing, but, uh, you know, I guess because I'm in New York or whatever. But um, there was a lot of tenebrae confusion when that thing came out. A lot of people didn't get their fucking copies, but, you know. Like us. Of, yeah, like us that had to wait a goddamn month for something we paid, like, a lot of money We for. literally, and it's we're not exaggerating, with no information, they had our money, it was paid for, it wasn't like our cards declined or anything, they had our money and we never got right. it for life. And, and apparently there was, you know, I don't know what happened, but I got a bullshit story, right. and, uh, but it took a month to get it after they had, what bothers me is they could have at least shipped my demons, and they didn't. Right, and the, you know, the whole thing was... Because uh, it wasn't on a truck. There was a bad snowstorm that happened that delayed all the package, you know, the releases to get shipped out past the U.S. I understand that, but, uh, you know, I know it's like two guys that run that whole company and, and distribute and package all the stuff themselves, apparently. <coughs> but the big thing is, is like... Uh, Maybe have somebody do emails for you and have confirmations because it's like if I just see that uh, you know money was taken on my PayPal, but there's no confirmation saying that the order was completed or uh, there's no sh- tracking shipment for something that's like a limited item that's under a thousand right. copies. That's I didn't know we were gonna get ours. That I paid like forty bucks for. I should get like a tracking information. Did on Did you that. know? I didn't know I was gonna get mine. And I never got an email saying your email. You know your. It, I got a thing on the website that said thank you for your order, but I never got an order confirmation number. I never got. Any I didn't know shit. I was going to get it. Uh, if we didn't have Facebook, then we would have never known that this, like, why it wasn't shipped out, and they. At the time, I didn't remember because you had to tell me what was going. If on. you're a company, you should probably go to emails first and and email people individually. Be like, hey. Sorry for the delay, but this happened. It's like I shouldn't have to resort to Facebook to find out stuff about something I paid forty bucks for. Uh, that's limited, and uh, you know, it's like a steelbook Blu-ray release of something that's never been put out. It's like a big deal for horror collectors. So there should have been uh, a more professional approach to dealing with that situation, and that's what I—that's uh, uh, my only issue with Synapse, you know, and 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 the doctors as well. But I will thank them for putting out Suspiria. They haven't officially announced it yet, but if you if you bought Tenebrae. Or any of their releases recently, they have a booklet of coming soon, and Suspiria is on that list of things. Really, and uh, I know that they are putting out Suspiria, and they've talked about it. So we will get a Steelbook limited release of Suspiria, <coughs> and Tenebrae is not really one of the, uh, you know, main films of Argento. It's one of the, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a, a cult film and an Italian horror giallo stuff, but. Um, Spiria, of course, is more well known, and that's a very essential horror film. People that even remotely know a little bit about horror know what Suspiria is, at least. So you know what's weird about that? That will sell out. So be on the lookout for that, and, and make sure you pre-order that way in advance. That will sell out. And the the Cat in the Brain thing from Grindhouse, I think they have a lot more copies of that. But if you if you want to get the thirty dollar price, uh, 
pre-order it now because you lock down the smaller price. It's going to go up to like 60 like Pieces did for a while. That thing's not even on Amazon. Pieces? No. Oh, oh Cat in yeah. the Brain. Um, not yet. I mean, it comes out usually, you know, Pieces came out months in advance on Amazon for pre-order. Um, but Amazon fucked me on my copy of Pieces. They uh, sold it from under me. Still kept the, the price for me, uh, which I was thankful for. I still got it for 30 bucks, but I actually called Amazon and they said, yeah, the copies are gone. And I was like, but I pre-ordered it like two months ago. And they're like, yeah, well, we're out of stock now. And they didn't do anything about it. They didn't try to rub my balls. They didn't like, they were like, sorry, they're sold out. You didn't get a gift card or anything. Yeah, they, I was like, but I put my, I, it's not like I didn't have money on my, I had plenty of money on my card. They just never charged it. And they never, they just sold all the copies from under me. Wow. So I didn't get, I didn't get a copy of it for like two weeks. And uh, that's fucking bullshit. That was around the time I was waiting on this fucking Tenebrae thing too. So it's like I had all the stuff I pre-ordered, and I'm just not getting any of it. Well, if you remember, so I, I think got that my helped. pieces accidentally early. Yeah, you had uh, gotten yours from the store, and uh, you know, a, a local. They had ordered Hastings it. They had there. ordered it, and and it just uh, for whatever reason they just I just got it like it was just there because I remember showing him a picture of it. I texted it to him. I was like, "Look at this shit!" Right. So I was pretty happy to get that. You know, and and am I the biggest fan of that film? No, but when it's rare and limited like that, I like to buy it. You know, yeah, sure. Um, everything that they put out, Cannibal Fro, Cannibal Holocaust, I'll buy that shit. Oh yeah, and it's it. actually you know it comes with the soundtracks. The uh, they always do. Grindhouse does a really good job of. of packaging these these blu-rays and you know i'm a big visual guy i like having a collection a lot of the reason is to fucking look at it i mean i'm sorry i'm just a fucking no, geek but totally. uh, like i thought the pieces uh pieces looked fucking great the the presentation of it and that came with the soundtrack as well and the 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 film actually looks fucking great and uh same thing with cannibal holocaust uh the packaging's just great. It's just that black, you know, it's got a warning label. And then when you open it, it's like the old, you know, it's really nice artwork with it. Um, almost rivals the some of the, the Screen Factory artwork stuff that they do. Um, not not entirely, but, you know, they they, they both are, are fucking fantastic with putting out stuff. And uh, Synapse is, is, you know, hasn't really tried. You know, they put out some weird shit. But, um, you know, with the Italian horror stuff, I appreciate them uh, putting out the, the Bob. Stuff. I don't know how they got the rights to it. You know, Blue Underground owned the rights to all that stuff at one point. I don't know. And, then the and I guess Blue Underground just gave up. Because if you – I will tell you something weird about Blue Underground, though, and I wanted to talk about this real quick. Blue Underground is putting out a, a Hammer double feature soon. Awesome. And I need to order that, actually. I haven't ordered it yet. Uh, let me look at that. It's, it's a Chris Lee. Oh, this scene is so funny. The – he just, uh, back to the Silent Night, Deadly Night, Billy just killed the cop, uh, hit him in the fucking chest, and he flew down the stairs or whatever and killed him. And then, with the bloody axe, he decapitates a fucking snowman. It's just so goddamn funny. This film is just gold. It's it's so fucking fun to watch. We've got a serious rainstorm going on. Oh, yeah. Here. And then we got uh, Billy uh, returning to the orphanage. You know what he wants. He wants to kill that fucking Mother Superior who's in a who's confined to a wheelchair, which is perfect. I want him to, too. And he's he's back. He's back at his old home. And he's, uh, you know, telling all these kids, you know, it's, it's pretty morbid because they're all like, it's Santa Claus. And it's like, well, it's not the Santa Claus your your parents told you about. Right. This is uh, Billy Claus. That's pretty, you know, of course, this is the end of the film. It's 
It's pretty awesome, actually. Um, now, Blue Underground, uh, they were really good about when DVDs, uh, they started putting out all this uh, Italian stuff on DVD. You know, a lot of that was, uh, you know, uh, all the Fulci stuff I have is from Blue Underground. Uh, and, of course, the, the Blu-rays as well. They still do the Blu-rays, and all those are Blue Underground. They do a really good job of it. You know, they pack some pretty good features in there. <laughs> As well, not like a, a collector's release by any means for these, but they are, uh, you know, they look really good, the presentation of them. And New York Ripper earlier, I, I don't think we even mentioned it when we when we watched it, but uh, New York Ripper looked really good on, on Blu-ray from them, so that was really nice. And Billy gets shot in front of all these children, so hopefully they all grow up to be killers. They just have to see some... Uh, Dirty sex, and then maybe it'll happen. Is he the returning killer in the other films, or is it a different kid? It's it's supposed to be Billy, but it's not the same actor. This was the only one he did. Uh, the second one is just so ridiculous that <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's just like he's in an he's in a fucking institution the whole time, and then he gets out and he like shoots like two people, and he's in like a sweater, and it's summertime. It's fucking weird. I don't know. They basically just went off the rails after this film with the sequels and none of them make any sense but horror is not really supposed to make sense it's just supposed to have the violence and the sex and all that stuff so I'm looking up a release here that I what I was talking to Chris Lee the hammer thing that's coming out that they're putting out right. which is from out of nowhere because Blue Underground has not put out a fucking thing in a long time yeah this is total left field I wouldn't watch that if you paid me anyway uh and then the kid, who's obviously going to be insane, is like uh, naughty to Mother Superior, and then the movie's over. And this actually looks like an old version of the credits. Like, the credits are different than this, which is weird that they they recut it, I think, because these look like older credits. This is driving me fucking nuts. So, uh, pretty cool. i got to find this before we, before we say goodbye. This is something that I... I definitely want to recommend. I don't know how the hell I'm going to find it. Why the hell are they putting the crush out on Blu-ray? What's that? Thing with Alicia Silverstone where she's a stalker. Oh, God. I mean, it's funny, but... Okay, apparently this thing's further off than I thought. Return of the Killer Tomatoes is coming out on Blu-ray. Arrow's yeah, Arrow's uh, hitting it out again with that. That's a great film. Uh, George Clooney's in it, it says? Huh. Uh... Where are the people you find in some of these films? Um, guys, honestly, this is this will be our, our longest episode by far. Um, so thanks for sticking around and waiting patiently if you guys are wanting to hear the uh, the interview. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's a long <laughs> one. It's because you know we thought about doing a uh, a quick a quick film. Uh, you know, when we initially did the interview, it was Peter Cushing's birthday. So I wanted to give a late shout out to uh, Peter Cushing for Fuck yeah. for uh, you know Hammer for everything. God. Yeah, and originally we were going to do one of those films, but we couldn't decide on which one because they're all fucking. We will good. do one though. Yeah, I think we, we will. Should. If, you, we will. if you want, no, of course we got to. And uh, we have things to come with another. Uh, it wasn't a Hammer horror film. It was actually one of the films rivaling Hammer horror, but it had Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Uh, called The Skull, which if people haven't seen that, and we do have a uh, something special uh, later 
this year yeah, can't plan that, yeah. planned for for that movie. We're so. Planning it. Don't be on the lookout it. for that. You know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll plug it a lot more in time. But uh, you heard it here early on that we do have something planned for the skull, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely bring you some old school. I've got to find this release for you, guys. Christopher this Lee, Peter Cushing stuff. All right, guys. I I, I believe I. I believe I can. Well, is that it? This is so frustrating when you <laughs> you know there's a, a release you want to mention that's coming out, and I can't find the damn thing. I found it. Okay, here we go. This is this was the big build up. I'm so happy that I found this. This comes out June 28th, and it's Circus of Fear slash Five Golden Dragons. Um, Christopher Lee and Klaus Kinski. Uh, Two horror legends uh, buying the shit out of this. This is this this is uh, this is some good stuff. Um, I'm gonna pull it up here. I got the specs even here from Blue Underground. It's kind enough to give some of the specs on it if I can actually get the damn thing to pull up here. But I thought these were hammer things, but I don't actually think they are. They just look like hammer things. Either way, be on the lookout for that. I'll mention it again later down the road. It's Circus of Fear. Is it that other company? And Five Golden Dragons. No, it's Blue Underground. Anyway, guys, thank you for being patient with me on that. Now that the doctor has filled his prescription, we will gladly finally bring you. Yeah, to an end of a very long, <laughs> a long podcast. And I, again, we don't normally get to do this, but we were so happy, and I want to, I want to again thank Tobias for being a guest and doing such a great, long, informative interview with us. Check out everything he's done. He actually, he's, he's. He's an amazing drummer, and but the vomitory stuff to me is, if you don't know what it is, it's sacrilege. Uh, Cut Up is just a fantastic band. And if you're an Amon Amarth fan, he drummed on that. I'm not an Amon Amarth fan, but... He did that you know, Drums Viking uh, I know record. Shit, so. And he did the session drum work for that. Uh, he's friends with those guys. They're pretty close by in Sweden. He'll tell you about that. And uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the interview. We're, we're not going to do a recap of this one. We're going to just ride this one out for the next hour and uh, just let you guys, you know, uh, just take a listen. And uh, we hope you enjoy the interview. And uh, we'll be back next week where we do our New York Ripper episode with Raw Sewage of Exhumed and Impaled Fame. So uh, Very fun. Yeah. We guys are look forward to that one. That one's a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, enjoy and tune in next week and stay fucking gory. Thank you all so much. See ya. We are here with uh, Tobias of uh, Vomitory and Cut Up fame. Uh, sick-ass death metal drummer. Uh we're huge fans of the band. Cut Up is at the first record, The Forensic Nightmares, is actually almost a year old now. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we recorded it in, um, I think it was uh, November 2014. Wow. And then, yeah, so uh, it was finished for quite a few months before uh, we, we actually landed a, a record deal uh, and then got it released. With uh, Metal Blade, right? Metal Blade Records, yeah. Awesome. Have you guys done a lot of touring uh, for the for Cut Up? No, nothing to be honest. Oh <laughs> no! Wow, that's a shame, man. I'm telling you, it was one of my favorite things I bought last year because I turned Corey onto it, and he's like, "Holy shit!" Because he didn't realize you know who it was, and that when it, once he found that out, he <laughs> we listened to it a bunch. I mean, it's track for track, it's fucking brutal. It's one one of the best uh, death metal releases, really. Uh, 
carries the torch into modern, you know, uh, death metal. Cause I think in my opinion, a lot of death metal lacks these days with, uh, just straightforward death metal stuff. And I think cut up really, uh, keeps that momentum going with death metal. It's just a, it's just a nasty record, man. I'm really happy with that record. Yeah. Thank you very much. I think that will, that's, uh, what we were going for as well. I mean, we, um, we obviously like that kind of death metal, and straightforward style. Oh yeah, um, uh, but with a with a little twist, you know. <laughs> a it, twist it, of it, the knife. Want, uh, <laughs> twist of the knife, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the stuff uh, that gets released now um, focuses so much uh, on being technical, just for the sake of being technical. I think. Right. It's. I totally agree with I that. I think. I think the. Um, the whole point with death metal, as far as I see it, uh, gets kind of lost if you think that way. Um, I mean, you still need to ha- to have that kind of uh, uh, bulldozer <laughs> vibe. I mean, the bulldozer feeling of the music, you know. Even that's that- an understatement for that record. I mean, you guys are fucking... Like train. I the production know. on it's great too. I mean, it it really it sounds great. I was listening to it in my car on the way here to to talk with you today, and it's it's fucking nasty. It's just so good. Yeah, I agree. I I totally love it. What we really uh, hit the nail there. Um, and we recorded in a local studio here in uh, in our area called oh. Big Balls Productions. Okay. So, you know, uh, and then we had another guy uh, mixing it for us, uh, Ronny Bjornström, who um, he, he was um, he was actually playing guitar for Aeon for a short while. Nice, uh, really. Yeah, uh, uh, very um, very talented guy, and um, he really squeezed the best out of that recording. And uh, yeah, we're really happy with how it turned out. I mean, it's, it sounds. Uh, Crisp, clear, uh, brutal, and heavy as hell, and uh, still, still have a, a, a old uh, organic feeling. To yeah, it. I agree with it, that. It's definitely classic death metal. That's what. That's what I think. Why I like the record so much. I'm I'm 40, so I'm. I'm a huge fan of it. I, I I feel I I totally agree with you. Where I think a lot of death metal stuff's gotten too technical and too you know, hooky in places where it should just, I, I like it more. Uh, that's why I'm such a huge fan of your drumming. I think it's just straightforward and nasty and that's what I like. So. Oh, thanks. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's nothing wrong with being technical or, right. or playing technical death metal. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's very entertaining to watch those bands play live because, you know, most of those bands, they, they, they pull it off even live, and it's really impressive and all that. But sometimes I think that the, the actual songwriting uh, suffers. Uh, I agree with that. Because of, um, bands try to be so technical just for, for, for being technical. Well, see, that's why he and I, we don't like the band The Faceless, but we love Gorguts. You know, Gorguts is technical, but I think Luke LeMay is awesome. But I can't get into the faceless. That stuff to me is a shit. <laughs> I would seriously, I would rather listen to the cut up record or old vomitory records than listen to the faceless. If I'm going to listen to, to me, technical death metal is gore guts or, you know, uh, cryptopsy. Yeah. You yeah. know. And those bands have also gotten a lot of the 
the you know old school death metal stuff uh, out of the way as far as their records are concerned. So uh, you know bands like Gorguts and stuff like that, they had their death metal records out before they started getting really in depth with technical stuff. So they they kind of bridged it together. But uh, as far as just coming out the gate technical, I mean you can either pull it off or you can't. But uh, I'm more of just a straight death metal guy and uh speaking of the the vomitoy records i mean when i heard uh primal massacre was one of the first death metal records i ever listened to and that just it hooked me man i that song that's just fucking brutal shit and i'm really uh still to this day a huge fan of all that stuff so uh it, definitely appreciate those records you know all those records are pretty fucking awesome a lot of the I wanted to ask you: do, do do you like any newer death metal bands, or are you kind of like me, where you stick with the classic stuff? Or well, I tend to stay with the classics, but uh, I, I mean, I, I, I try to. Of course, I like some new bands, but they they play you know old school style. Like who who all do you like? I would love to hear this. Uh, uh, first, that comes to mind is a band called Weak, which is corpse in Swedish. L I K. Nice. Uh, they're from uh, Stockholm. Okay. Some uh, well-known places there, like uh, Chris, um, who used to be the drummer for uh, The Resistance. They split up recently, I guess. Um, and some more guys. I just don't remember who they are right now, but <laughs> they're pretty good. I'll oh, check uh, them out, definitely. That's total, total old-school Swedish death metal stuff. What's some? They sound old, you know. Okay, I'll have to definitely check them out. What's some of the classic uh, death metal stuff you like? Well, um, not very surprisingly, maybe uh, a lot of the Swedish stuff, of course. Um, Left Hand Path with Entomb. Oh, that's like, a great album. One of my favorites, man. That's uh, like the holy grail of death metal for me. I actually met uh, Dan Seagrave that did the artwork for that record. Uh, oh, cool. Very cool guy. Uh, you know, of course, he did Stillborn by Malevolent Creation, and he did a few, you know, a lot of the Morbid Angel Records album artwork. I mean, he's yeah. a legend, just an artwork fame, you know, you know, really cool guy. Do you like any of the, the classic American death metal stuff? Uh, to be honest, uh, not much of it. Because um, I grew up with, uh, well, grew up. But when I started, when I got into death metal in the, I think it was in 1989, 1990, when um, uh, Entombed released their first album. Right. Um, then, then you know, got into Dismember and then Unleashed and Grave. Nice. And, uh, yeah, more uh, more the Swedish and European bands like. Uh, well, also, Napalm Death and Carcass. And of course. Thrower, of course. Oh, yeah. That kind of stuff. And also Vader. Um, yeah, we're big Vader fans. Love Vader, man. They're another... Vader fucking rules. <laughs> they're another uh, fucking bulldozer, as you said earlier. They're they're one of those bands, for sure. So, uh, uh, at that point, I, 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 was, I wasn't into any American bands at that time. As far as I remember, well, I liked some of the, the early D side stuff. Um, yeah, D side, sure, but uh, not much more. Oh, it's it's more like uh, maybe the last 10, 15 years. Let's say fifteen years when we started touring for real with Vomitory, when we got to tour with some 
some of those old American bands like Cannibal Corpse and uh, yeah, and DSI as well. Awesome. And, and that I, you know, more discovered what it was all about. I think uh, uh, I that, that style of death metal need, needed some time uh, to grow for me. I think. Right. That's uh, understandable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's obviously a, a different style from the, from the Swedish and European style, I think. It's more uh, thrash-oriented than it is melodic and uh, more guitar-savvy. It's a lot more... The American stuff's more like just thrash, you know, uh, based from, like, you know, the old hardcore black metal stuff, too. You know, there's a lot of influence with that, so... Um. But, but, but nowadays, I, I totally appreciate and, and, and love you know cannibal corpse stuff oh sure uh and uh, yeah like dsi and some more bands and um actually one of, one of the best death metal bands ever in my opinion were exhumed oh i love those guys man. we this is funny you're gonna get a kick out of this we're actually getting ready to be talking with ross oh no it was oh. on the uh, gore metal record and uh you know a lot of the exhumed earlier stuff so He's going to yeah. do a, an episode with us as well uh, next week, which would be awesome. We're actually doing an interview with him tomorrow, so uh, oh, that should cool. be fun. I don't know if you ever liked Impaled that he was in, too. Yeah, I actually haven't heard. I think you'd love Impaled. You probably Impaled. would. It's more, it's definitely kind of a throw to carcass, It's it, but, it, but different. It's still kind of a completely different take on it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I know I've heard them at some point, but I, I you know, I, for some reason I, I kind of forgot about them. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, they, yeah. <laughs> That's to say, <laughs> They're pretty cool. I don't, did you ever like, uh, did just kind of just out of nowhere, did you ever listen to Monstrosity? Did you like them at all? Uh, yeah, I, I uh, we actually toured with Monstrosity at one time. Wow, That's awesome. Yeah, 2002, we did this uh, Thrash em All tour it was awesome vomitory and uh, a bunch of polish bands and i think yeah that's fucking awesome uh band or whatever it was i'd love to have seen that that would be great nice yeah it was nice and i um what was that album called uh dark purity oh it's a great album that is good that's a killer album oh yeah i love i still do it's great yeah, that's I. I did you ever listen the their last record they put out? No, wait. Did you ever get to check it out? That spiritual apocalypse album. Uh, no, I didn't. You know, it's yeah. actually you might like that a lot. I think it's great. It's just nasty. Oh, cool. I I'm a, I really like uh, Lee's uh, drumming a lot. He's a great drummer. He really is, man. He's uh, he's a. I think he's fantastic. I blown away because i i know a lot of people like the earlier records that george from you know cannibals on or whatever but i'm i'm more partial to after george left honestly all right yeah i think the, the guy that uh, sang on the Security album is really really good too oh yeah oh yeah he's, he's great. nasty yeah it's great now did you uh did you guys you know party with those dudes did you have a fun time uh touring with those guys yeah it was nice I mean, uh, we got along with good, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, in Poland. Awesome. So it was. Um, uh, I don't remember how many bands we were, but we were like maybe seven or eight bands on that tour. Crazy. 
there were some really, really, really good uh, Polish bands on there as well, like um, um, Trauma. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, yeah, it slipped my mind now. <laughs> some really, really good. Of course, that's Vader in a decapitated country over there, so. Yeah, I mean, Poland, they, they, they know their, their death metal. They know how it should be done. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Them and, and Sweden and Russia are like just, uh, God, they have the drummers and they have the fucking just brutal. I don't, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What was the last tour that you um, did over here in the States with Vomitory? Uh, we actually never toured the States. At really? All. I did not know that. Uh, we did one show, though. Only one show. Really? The entire career, yeah. That was at uh, Maryland Death Fest in uh, 07. Okay. Wow. Yeah, just after we released the uh, Terrorized Brutalized Sodomites album. Great oh, fucking album. Yeah, it's a great too. album. Um, I actually saw you drum at Maryland Death Fest with God Macabre. Uh, yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Like, like yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> and I had no idea um, until I was you know researching some stuff, and I was like, that was fucking... Tobias from Vomitory that I saw drum for them, which was pretty neat. So, uh, you guys, I had actually never heard God Macabre before until I went and saw you guys there. So, uh, yeah, that was a great show, man. That was you did a killer job behind the kid on that. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it was that was a really nice show, and uh, I'm I'm actually quite impressed by myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Considering I I had the worst hangover I've, I think I've ever had. <laughs> morning and that day right just like i think it was maybe an hour 30 minutes before the show Mm -hmm. i like vomited like cascades oh (laughs) oh, shit so you you brought the vomitory anyway to the i was pale like like a sheet in my face and i was my Mm. face was green all that and the other guys they they thought that shit we have to take him to the hospital (laughs) but uh what did you drink? Um, a lot. <laughs> but, but nothing. I mean, I could still stand up and all that. It was nothing unusual. I don't know. Maybe I was. It was probably the food. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. No. Or the combination of both, maybe. You know. Uh, maybe, maybe that. And, and the bumpy ride in the in the shuttle bus from the hotel to the festival site. Sure, sure. So probably contributed. <laughs> now that yeah, show... that was a really nice show. Um, very, very nice. Yeah, I enjoyed your guys' performance. I thought it was really uh, really awesome. That, uh, you know, wasn't really a fan going into it, I'm but I... I'm not sure en- what you meant by that question. <laughs> but I enjoyed your uh, performance for sure. It was definitely memorable to me. Did you play your own kit at that show, or were you playing like just a kit that was already set up there for you? No, that was uh, just uh, the, the kit that the festival provided. Yeah, okay. Huh. And uh, did you enjoy the uh, the states when you were in it and the festival itself? Or Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, um, I mean the, the festival, you get to meet so much nice people. Right. And, uh, uh, I mean, I, I'm used to play at European festivals. Oh, which I'm sure is, you know... I've done that for more than <laughs> Ten times 20 the size, now. yeah. So, it's, I mean, it, it's still the same playing in the, playing on that Maryland Death Fest, but 
at the same time, it's kind of different. <laughs> right, yeah. So it was, it's a really nice experience. And got to see uh, a lot of people that I know through Facebook and through, I mean, through other bands and so on. So sure. yeah, it was really nice. Wanted to tell you, we watched both the videos we found. Uh, I we both seen them. We watched them again just last night before we were talking to you today. The videos you did, the, the two uh, videos you did for the cut-up record, they're fucking awesome. <laughs> And yeah, court, we 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 also we visited the past and we watched the uh, in the morgue video as well. The, yeah, the regorge in the morgue video. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't, you know, if, if people listening haven't seen it, uh, go watch it because there's near the end of the video, you guys are just spewing shit and it's really nasty and it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, what was that that you that, guys had? <laughs> What 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 guys what did you have that you were spewing up? What was it actually? That was actual puke. It was? No. <laughs> it was like that's fucking hardcore. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I think it was a mix of uh, yogurt, um, some uh, yogurt, fake blood, and uh, I don't remember. Maybe cereal flakes or right. something like that. <laughs> was it tasty? Oh yeah, it was sweet and nice. <laughs> so it looked the exact opposite, but surely it would didn't taste too bad though. No. I wanted that to was... Oh go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, that, that was okay. <laughs> That's funny. So um I wanted to ask you uh how did how did vomitory come about for you? Well, I'm just I'm just curious about the inception of the band. I, I don't know a lot about it, and you try to read anything about it. I can't really find anything about it. I was just curious. Thought I would ask you, man. We I've been a fan for a long time. I was curious just the inception of the band and how you got involved with it. And well, uh, the battles started in uh, 1989 by my big brother Urban. Okay, which is he's a beast as well on guitar, man. <laughs> yeah, I was the guitar player, the mm-hmm. rhythm guitar player for the entire. Oh yeah, the entire uh, career of Vomitory. Um So he he started the band with the with the, the bass player and singer at that time, Ronnie. And um, they started out with you know with no big ambitions at all. They just wanted to. Uh, you know, play brutal music together. And they they couldn't find a, a, a suitable drummer, or they, they couldn't find a drummer at all. Actually. Oh wow! Right. So, and I was already playing in another band, which was more like a speed thrash kind of band. Sure. Um. So I um, uh, I jumped in and uh, you know just temporarily, so they could jam with a drummer until they found someone who could become a permanent member. So then they booked the first show, and then I said, yeah, I'll do it with you. And um, and well, after that show, I, I you know, kind of remained in the band, and so that's how I got into Vomitory. That oh, was yeah. like uh, maybe half a year after the, the band was started. So uh, the first show was in um, uh, in April 1990, 
Wow. Uh, here at a local thing here in um, my our home village of Forshaga. Um, and we played, uh, it was a short set, like 20 minutes, and we did uh, four cover songs of Sodom. Awesome. <laughs> That's yeah, great. And, uh, you know, that kind of music was not very well known here. So, right. uh, you know, when the security guards uh, saw <laughs> the, their the first stage dive in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we've got our work cut out for us. You know? Yeah. So we played uh, Outbreak of Evil, um, Sodomy and Lust, Christ Whoa. Passion, and Bombenhagel. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that was the that was the set list for the first laboratory show ever. That's fucking great. And had you played shows previously with your other band that you uh, jumped from, or were, were these your first uh, live gigs? No, I, I had uh, done uh, quite a lot of live shows. You okay, know, at, so you already uh, had chops a little bit from that. That's cool. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of uh, youth clubs in the area and so on. Sure. Yeah. Now, is that place still around where you played your first show at Vomitors? Yeah, it is. Wow. It's, it's like, um, I don't know how to, it, it's, it's. Um, uh, I don't know how, how to uh, explain it in English or, right. but it's like, it's like um, um, a house for the communion, you know, for the, for the people here. Sure. It's actually to translate it into English. It's called people's the people's house. So huh. okay. there's a there's a cinema there, and there's a, like a, a, a live venue, and you have all different kind of. Uh, so it's all in one place, basically. Yeah. Awesome. It's not like a huge place, but uh, you know, they have a restaurant there sometimes, and like mm. uh, nowadays they have like. Uh, Music quiz evenings. <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah, the trivia night stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. More of the modern feel to it. And uh, do they still book uh, metal shows there and stuff? Uh, no, they don't. No, <laughs> <laughs> they've moved on from that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what was your? Uh, I, I think the catalog, the vomitory catalog, is so deep to keep talking about them a second. If that's okay, I just it it seriously is a very. You guys are so overlooked, in my opinion. And I constantly try to tell people, I'm like, Vomitory is so fucking groundbreaking and just head forward like a fucking battering ram. <laughs> and I was curious, if, if you had to pick one record, what would, what, what is your, your do you have a favorite or? Oh, that's always, that's such a tough question, you know. I mean, I love all eight albums very much for, for, for different reasons, you know. Right. It's, yeah, because they represent different you know, different periods in the bands and in the band, and also different periods in my own life. Right. But, uh, but uh, uh, can I pick two? Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you pick as many as you want. <laughs> pick all eight if you want. Uh, uh, but I think that uh, Blood Rapture is definitely uh, uh, special. That album is nasty, man. That's good stuff. As well as uh, Carnage Euphoria. Those nice. two are probably my favorite ones. It's awesome. Is there any significance with those as far as uh, the time in your life and w when you were writing the stuff? Or uh... I, I think that um, Blood Rapture uh, that was, um, but also you have Revelation Nausea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I could because I think that uh, Revelation Nausea that's where we, you know, nailed the. Vomitory sound, if right. 
if you, yeah, if I'm sure it feels that. great when you know that you're defined as a band, you know, just by yes, exactly, going back to that, you know. Where we set our, our style that we would, you know, stick to and become known for, I think. It's awesome. But I think that Blood Rapture, that's, uh, that album is so fucking solid. Yeah, uh, I agree, I agree. Absolutely no fillers on that one. Every song is standalone, really, really, really good. And uh, our performance is, is really good, and the production, I like it a lot. And, uh, yeah, it's just, um, just a killer album. Yeah, I agree, man. Those are both great. I, it, your catalog is hard to pick. As Corey was asking me which one was my favorite. I don't, I don't think I can pick. I don't, it's hard to pick from that catalog. It's so deep. Mine would be Primal just because it's the first one I heard, and it really, like, I was already kind of into death metal stuff at the time, but Primal Massacre almost single-handedly, like, sent a whirlwind into death metal for me like that's what drew me we were listening to that last night yeah that's what invested me into the whole death metal thing i was like this vomitory band is you know i just kept going from there with that makes me really really happy to hear this (laughs) oh yeah that's i appreciate it and uh honestly i can also say that the uh opus mortis uh eight you know the last record you guys did you guys ended on such a high note like that that album was was amazing so uh you know, to end on that kind of note, uh, I don't, I don't know if you guys planned on that or what. To, to that you knew it was going to be your last record, or did you, uh, did uh, it just kind of happen? Uh, no, no, not when we, re- not when we re- recorded it. Uh, we didn't know that it was going to be our last. Um, we just, you know, we just kept on, kept on going and writing, and we tried to make, make the, the best album possible at the time. Right. Uh, so the album had been out for maybe, let's see, uh, which would it was like three years, wasn't it? Because it came out in uh, 2011, I think. 2011, that's right. Mm-hmm. And it was the beginning of uh, 2013 that we decided to call it its. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can yeah, we say. Didn't know it, it was going to be our, our last album. Uh, but. I mean, when we look back at it, it was, it, it's a hell of a swamp song, I think. Yeah, it is. Like it's I said, a solid man, fucking You guys nasty. definitely ended on, on a high note. I mean, I think, not to say it's your guys' best records, I think, I mean, it's hard to choose, but um, I think you guys definitely ended on top of your game and on top of death metal, period. Um, you know, listening oh. to that album again is just uh, really an essential, honestly, if you could name off some essential death metal records, especially in the last 10, 15 years, that album would be on the list for me. So uh, to tell somebody who hasn't really, who's trying to delve into to music and death metal, I would suggest that record, you know, and, and all the Vomitory catalog. But, you know, um, to, to listen to it from beginning to end, it's it's cool to, to realize that you guys uh, really gave it everything till the very fucking end and, you know... Uh, still stands yeah. the test of time and really the the bar is still set because you guys released those albums so uh you know yeah. we definitely yeah, appreciate we, that we, yeah we really gave it all till the end because i mean we we, uh, we came to the decision in early 13 like in february or something right. uh, that we were going to disband uh but we said that uh, we all agreed that we should, you know, uh, 
continue and play as much shows as possible during the the the, the, the remaining remaining part of the year. Sure. So and and make one special farewell show by the end of 2013, and that's what we did. I mean, we we did as as many shows as we could, and we right. also made it to Japan and and, and wow. Actually, the last tour Vomitory ever did was a tour in Japan. That was was that it your was first time out there? Yeah, it was. Wow. And you guys were well received over there, I'm taking it. Yes, definitely. Because those fans are a whole other breed of, of, I mean, those guys fucking eat, sleep, and breathe metal. You won't ever hear about it, but if you watch live shit, they're just fucking insane. Yeah, they're so grateful and uh, they appreciate the music and they appreciate you being there and they're so you know thankful and friendly and polite and all that so it's uh, it's really uh, it was a great experience on, on many levels it's awesome you guys got to do that yeah that was your last show in uh, Sweden that was yeah that one. was in, in uh, Karlstad that's uh, <clears throat> like like the main city in our area awesome so um, yeah it was we had like yeah, it was like 600 people or something like that. Uh, so wow. it was it was got macabre actually. <laughs> yeah, for huh. the first uh, first reunion show. Uh, so uh, is that how you got um, we guys friends before, or is that how you got uh, how they landed you from Maryland Death Fest? Or no, we, we were friends since before. I mean, okay, got macabre. They were active. Uh, during the late 90s, right. 91 or something like that. They are from the same area as, as we are. So Awesome. You know, we, we hung up at the same metal shows. and uh, I mean, we also played at the same youth clubs sure. occasionally and so on. So, so I, I know them since many years. So. It's awesome. Yeah. So on that, uh, that last vomitory show, it was Gamma Cop first, and then it was General Surgery. and then it Love was, that band. Uh, yeah, that was a that's a killer. Cool evening. <laughs> Good way to go out, man. That's uh, fantastic. We saw a YouTube clip. It looked like there were, and I couldn't. That's why I wanted to ask you a snippet of your last show. And there were so many people on that stage. I was curious if you <laughs> could tell us who some of those people. I had no idea who all those people were. Oh, they were fans or other local bands or. Uh, well, most of them were friends and uh, fr- from other bands too, I guess. Uh, some of the guys were from uh, General Surgery and uh, some from God Macabre as well and some, some random friends who, who made their way up to the stage awesome. like during the last song it was pretty cool yeah yeah it was really it was a fantastic evening to be honest so, yeah it seemed very great, very great fun. way to to end this that that chapter in our lives it was yeah it was really nice it seems like it was really cool now, out of that, did you how from vomitory ending, what happened to go into the cut up project? How did that come about? Well, um, as soon as we had decided to eventually split up vomitory, uh, me and Eric, we started to talk a little bit, you know, uh, um, like yeah, I'll, I'll, because none of us were planning on stop playing at, at least not i right oh so, uh, uh, thank god I, we're glad you're I, still playing <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and I, I knew for sure that Eric wouldn't stop either. So, and uh, I mean, we we actually didn't say so much, but I think both of us understood that, yeah, I think we have to do something together again after Vomitory, start up something new or see, see what happens, you know. So uh, after we, um, we didn't talk so much about it, as far as I remember. But uh, after the last Vomitory show, I think just a few weeks passed, and then we talked again about this. And so, like, you want to you want to start up something new? Yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so then we were working on cut up, or what would become cut up. So uh, we called Anders Beckinson. Uh, an old friend, and who also uh, he also uh, um, was a session live guitarist for Vomitory uh, a couple of times. Nice. Yeah, so we knew he was. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a friend, great guy, great guitar player. So uh, it was that was a no-brainer. To oh yeah. Give, give him a call. So it was like, hey, Anders, do you want to join? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he already knew. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then we uh, just a, a short while later we uh, we asked uh, Andreas, uh, the, the other vocalist and guitarist, to to jam with us in the rehearsal room. So, yeah, we did that, and that was also oh, okay. Let's let's do it like this. Now we have a band. Okay, cool. Glad you guys did, man. Write songs. We actually have, uh, we had um, uh, the opening track on the cut-up album is uh, Enter Hell. Yeah. That's that's actually the last vomitory song that I wrote. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, uh, it was written for vomitory. And uh, we actually, uh, before we decided to split up, me and Eric and Peter vomitory, we actually... Uh, rehearsed that song a few times. Um, wow. But, yeah. So when we got together, uh, we cut up. We needed something to play together. So yeah, let's let's take this song, my my vomitory leftover. Right. <laughs> so uh, we did that, and also Andreas had one song that uh, uh, he sent a demo to me many years ago. Not many years ago, but like two couple of years before um, that I really liked because he was starting up another project at that time and asked me if I wanted to play drums on it and I said yeah I want to do it and then didn't hear anything more about it so then I came to think of that song and uh, hey can we try that song because it's a killer song actually the working title on that song was The the Killer (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and and that song is uh, uh, Burial Time Awesome. Which is one of the, we have a video for that for that song on online. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great song. We're the, we're the first that we that we played together. After Hell and Burial uh, Time. Did you write? Um, was it you and Eric? Was it everybody writing the cut up stuff, or was it somebody specifically? Or well, uh, music. Uh, most of the music is written by Andreas, actually. Okay. Uh, we did. Uh, let's see. Um, the majority, so he did like six, 
seven seven songs, I think. Wow. I did two, um, Enter Hell and uh, uh, A Butcher And do you write the guitars too, or you just... Uh... Yeah, the guitar. I, wow, I, that's I, awesome. I, I play guitar too, so... It's badass, so you, you're oh, fucking I, sick of oh. that too, man. <laughs> and then uh, Anders did uh, two songs as well. Right. And uh, Eric did uh, the, most of the lyrics. And uh, I think Andreas did like a couple of lyrics. The lyrics yeah. for that are pretty, pretty uh, visceral. Also, very, very oh, yes. awesome. Yeah. What about the uh, cover art? Where did the, I love the cover art for that? Cool. Uh, that's uh, made by a Polish guy. Actually, the same guy who did the uh, Opus uh, Mortis Eight. Really? Cover. Yeah. He did a great yeah. job. That thing. I, I mean, that <laughs> that cover is great. Yeah, it's, it's it's really cool. It's it's nice. Definitely <laughs> emulates the uh, brutality of, of what's on the actual record and you guys as a band now and everything. You know, uh, just seeing the cover, I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good. And then you pop it in, and it's like Jesus Christ. You know, what was it like? Uh, and I was just curious about this. Uh, how did you end up playing drums on that Amon Marth record? Um. Yeah, I know the guys. Okay. That makes um, sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we toured with them with Vomitory back in, uh, let's see, uh, 02. Okay. Wow, okay. Yeah. It's like we did a month together with them. In Death and Fire days for them, the uh, versus the world. Versus the world, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, we the, the, the second we stepped on board that tour bus together, we, you know, we instantly got along uh, with the whole band and yeah they're just great guys and we had a great time on that tour um so i mean and then we've been running into each other at festivals and other shows here in sweden and so on so uh, just kind of stayed in touch with them i guess you know yeah in a way yes and uh, (laughs) and then they um they needed a drummer, and uh, I called Oli, and we talked, and uh, yeah, uh, so that's uh, how it came about. Nice. I started uh, working with them, and um, uh, I was with the band during the whole writing process and all that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. We had a good time. Not a. Yes, nice. I'm a huge fan of, of Amon and Martha. I do like them. Uh, but the the new record, I noticed there's something I really, really enjoyed about it. And it's it's a lot faster than the stuff they've been putting out. And then I I noticed it was you on drums. So I was like, that's why I liked it so much. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a different element in, in it, you know, than their previous stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, we're, my style is... I we think, have different styles of drumming, obviously. Right, yeah. And uh, I think that um, you pull it off. I think you. As far as I've, I've read in reviews and so on, I, people seem to like it, and uh, I'm very happy for that. I loved it. I think it's uh, one of their better albums to come out in uh, recent years. Uh, they haven't really released a bad record to me, but uh, this album stands out in the last few years. I think is uh, just a really good album. It's solid for sure. Did you? One last thing I wanted to ask you: Are, are you planning any? Uh, what's next for Cut Up? Are y'all going to do another record? Are you going to do some shows, hopefully? Or uh, we have a 
just a few shows booked. Uh, to be honest, we, we thought that it would be a lot easier to, to get shows right. once, once we got the album out, but it proved to be harder than we thought. Um, so I think we only have oh, we'll have a show here in Sweden the next weekend at a festival. Okay, awesome. Cool. Yeah. Is that that uh, one you're doing with like Ghost and, and all that and the bands like that? Yeah, Ghost, Nathan, Death, uh, The That would be awesome. Yeah, it's a really, really great lineup on that. That's yeah. Uh, so that's really, really, really nice. And uh, we play in, in Holland, in uh, July. Awesome. Uh, together with Immolation, uh, uh, bands. That's awesome. Love yeah. emulation, and Ross is a great dude too. He's a yeah, everyone. Guy. Said, I haven't met him in person, but I always I mean read interviews and and that online. And he's really laid back on stage. He looks huge, but he's actually kind of short. But his hair is like down taller. to his ankles. Some, somehow <laughs> his hair is taller than me <laughs> and him. But <laughs> he's he's a really cool guy, man. I, I think you'll. Yeah. You'll be able to, to uh, quote unquote, cut up with him and have a good time. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we only have like three shows confirmed right now, but uh, we um, we're trying to to get more shows. Obviously. Yeah, we hope you do, man. I I hope you guys, uh, if you can land it, if it's already hard in your neck of the woods, but uh, get some state shows in and you know the U.S. would be amazing. Yeah, we're 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 getting there. Sooner or later, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. I would love that. Yeah, that would be great. So, just need some some more time, I guess. Right. And, uh, and probably a, a new album as well. Uh, I can't yeah. wait for that. I hope that comes as quick as you can do it. <laughs> yes, and that's what we are planning to do because uh, we. Let's see. I don't say too much. <laughs> <laughs> no. But actually, we're, we're, we're writing uh, new songs, uh, we've been doing that for a while, and uh, we're planning on uh, entering the studio uh, this fall. Oh, thank God. That's great news. So, uh, uh, you heard it here, go, guys. Uh, if things go as planned, we will release a new album during the first, uh, let's see, yeah, during the first months of uh, next year. Oh, that's awesome. great. That's great news. February, March, or April, something like that. Oh, amazing. It depends on the label, which uh, uh, which dates, release dates that are available. Right. But something like that. Awesome. That's something definitely to look forward to for the the death metal world is, uh, you know, because last year, I mean, when, the, when you guys put out Forensic Nightmares, I mean, that was such a bombshell, such a uh, surprise, and it was... Um, Hell of a debut. Yeah, it's just really awesome uh, new thing that came out, and honestly, you know, it doesn't. It, it's got the intensity of Amatory, but it still sounds fresh. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm glad to hear that because yeah, I, I think different. I think that too. I mean, obviously, there the spirit's uh, there. The spirit, Amatory spirit, is there. I mean, why why shouldn't it be? I mean, it, Eric is on vocals. Uh, oh yeah, I, I play drums. Uh, and yeah, and the songwriting is. I mean, Andreas is. Uh, he was not in Vomitory, but he he's a huge Vomitory fan, and you can obviously hear that oh, he's yeah. influenced by by 
our stuff. Yeah, and, uh, it's a different monster, but it's equally, if not better, you know, in, in a lot of ways. And it's just. Uh, I totally agree with you when you say that it sounds fresh. Yeah. Way. Oh, and yeah. It does, but you're still flying the vomitory flag, and I, I love you for that. It's like the best of both worlds. It's great. Especially for last year. You know, I think in, you know, uh, you probably hear a lot a lot more stuff, you know, in Sweden and, and overseas and stuff. But here in the U.S., there's just so much. Uh, it's just overcrowded over here <laughs> as far as uh, death metal coming out. And, you know, there's a lot to, to check out. But, I, you know, uh, we, we usually just fall back on the older stuff. And there's not a lot of new, fresh stuff that's interesting or... Uh, as exciting and then that when that cut up record came out it really gave me a sense of hope for what's to come at least from you know at least from uh you guys and from death metal as a whole i think if the something like that record can come out you know in these times then uh there's still more to come and not just with cut up but with other stuff and i think uh you know i'm very very happy i'm very flattered to hear that it's, yeah, and it's and there's no I, bullshit. That's honest, honest opinion. I, I, I had the exact same feeling when I heard uh, "Black to the Blind" with Vader. Right. Back in, uh, I think I heard it in '99, mm-hmm. some '98 or '99. Right. Uh, yeah, it was '99. That's at that time I had, you know, kind of lost, beginning to lose interest in death metal because it, it wasn't. Not much good music did come out at that time. So right. then, uh, uh, the vomitory singer at that time, Lucy, he played that album in, in, in the car uh, when we were going somewhere, and I was completely blown away. First and foremost by the drumming. Oh yeah. From Doc, but then I mean the intensity and the, the speed and the, the overall brutality. And I was like, what the hell is this? It's Vader. Oh, fuck. Vader? <laughs> <coughs> I, I, I used to, I, I had heard Vader many, many years earlier, you know, from the Ultimate Incantation album. I didn't dig right. that so much. So I was, I was really surprised to hear that that was Vader. Of course, yeah. And then they became my new favorite band. <laughs> yeah, they're still one of my favorites also. 99 was the year that Eric joined Vomitory, correct? Uh, no, it was in 1997. Uh, 97? Yeah. Okay. And he did um, all of it up until the end, and then with the uh, the cut-up stuff, he's just a monster in that shit, too. I mean, it, it sounds almost different, but it's him, you know? Um, yeah, that's uh, a cool thing with, uh, with cut-up. And, and that was something that me and Eric were very... Uh, we were very determined to have two lead vocalists in, right. uh, in, in Cut Up when we started. Um, so, I mean, that's. I mean, having having two lead vocalists in a death metal band is definitely not something new. Right. And you're an uh, Exhum fan, that's what I think of as, uh, you know, the <laughs> yeah. Exhumed element of it when they, you know, but it's still different. You know, you guys add a whole new uh, yeah. thing to the table with that. Uh, none of none of us had had worked with two vocalists before, so right. it was new to us, and uh, it, it opened up for a lot more musical possibilities and oh, yeah. uh, more, you know, diversity in the sound and, and all that. So, uh, yeah. 
definitely adds to the brutality of the the mix of everything the uh the meat of it you know is uh there's a Absolutely. lot to take in and all that and it's very uh it's fucking delivers tenfold i think man i can't thank you enough for doing this i Sorry if it ran over a little bit. It means a whole lot to us to have you do this. It's it's a it's an absolute honor to have you do this. You can talk more. I'm having a blast here. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's no it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys know know what you're talking about, and uh, uh, you know the band and the bands <laughs> of Montoya and Cut Up. So, I mean. It's always fun and chat to come uh, to chat with people who who are into the bands that they're into, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. And we consider you one of the uh, essential parts of, of death metal period, and uh, you know, I think a lot of people have kind of just uh skipped over vomitory or don't aren't really familiar with it but i mean you know it's uh how can you not uh have something if you're a death metal fan and the name like vomitory doesn't stick out and appeal to you like oh i gotta check those guys out that sounds pretty awesome you know or or cut up even you know if you go into vomitory now if you've never heard them and then you're like oh they also have this cut up band and that's what they're doing now and then you listen to that and you're still you're still on the train for that so it's uh it's pretty cool how uh, things worked out, I think, you know, uh, that here today you guys are still putting out music, you know, it's 24 years later and you're you're doing the cut-up stuff and it's just as good and it's different and it's new and uh, it, it honestly keeps the keeps death metal alive, man. We're happy to hear that. Cool. It's, the Metal Blade, I was happy to see that you stayed with them. Was that an easy thing to do or was that complicated or was it just like, Oh, it's you guys. We got to have you. Um, I mean, it was, I mean, since, since we uh, worked with metal blade for so many years with vomitoria, right. It would have, of course, have been the easiest thing to do to just, Hey, you want to sign us? <laughs> with <Right. our> <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we, we actually considered, um, no, we didn't really consider much, but um, we, we, we sent our stuff out to other labels as well. Right. Just, just to see what they could offer uh, and to see if they were interested at all. At all. Um, you know, just to see what our what our chances were. Sure. But, uh, and of course we sent it to, I mean, the Metal Blade guys were, of course, very interested and curious uh, to hear what me and Eric were up to with Cut Up. That's right. great. Their new band. So, uh, yeah, we, of course, we sent s- some stuff to them too, and they absolutely loved it. And um, they gave us an offer, uh, a really good one <laughs> yeah. as well. So, uh, we uh, we didn't really think much of it. So, we just said, you know, at, at rehearsal, and uh, yeah. I think it was a good choice, absolutely. But it makes sense. Yeah, of course it makes sense. I mean, we know the the guys, especially the the, the European staff. We have worked close with them for so many years and so on. So it it definitely makes sense. Um, We know that they're good with promotion and all that. And uh, they, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good label and... uh, 
and um, also it's a, I mean it's a it's a classic metal label. Yeah, no, of course. definitely. And, uh, in, in a way, it's a it's a stamp to have a metal blade logo on your album is is like having a stamp of approval in a way. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree yeah, with that. 100%. Definitely. So yeah, it, it, it really feels good that we. I, I'm I'm very sure that we made the right, right decision to. Oh yeah. To stick with metal blade. I think so. Yeah, it's and it's cool to you know. Uh, continue the spirit of Amatory and still be on Metal Blade is, is huge, you know. Yeah, I think it's awesome. My only frustration, th- this is, you know, stateside on it, is I felt like the cut-up record got lost in the shuffle over here with some of their, you know, deathcore dog shit and some of the other stuff they <laughs> press. Because over here, it's they press all this Whitechapel shit and... Uh, this deathcore stuff, and I, f- I felt like your record deserved more than that. I was frustrated as a fan here because it didn't seem like they even tried to promote it stateside for me. I see. I see. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably it's a different market there compared to Europe. It is. So, but for people like us, at least you know we dig to find this stuff, and uh, all we had to do was. You know, find out you guys were, were doing this this band, and you know that was already something we wanted to hear. And uh, the overall product when we bought it, you know, it's definitely delivers. So we, uh, yeah, it takes some digging in the states. You know, the market is different, but uh, if you're if you're real fans of this shit, then you're gonna find it somewhere. You know? We always find it. <laughs> That's a good thing with being on a on a such a big label as Metal Blade as well, because even though. Uh, you maybe don't see it in the press as much as other bands on the same label. It's still it's, it's still available. That's right. Uh, yeah. The album is, is, is more available than than if we had been on a smaller. Oh, label. definitely. I I just like I said, I don't want to you know offend you with it. I just I was frustrated with them, you know, stateside just not doing anything with it and then pushing some turd, you know. <laughs> When it's like this is a fucking masterpiece, I, I just it's it frustrates me as an older fan, you know, and they don't care about me as the older fan. They would rather you know push this you know deathcore dog shit or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, some thing like that or whatever. Because I I was just I was just blown away when I got it, and I was just so happy. And you know, it's I'm I'm glad. I'm glad the situation's different for the distribution in Europe because I'm sure it is. You know, metal's so much bigger in Europe than it is here. So, yeah. Well, what I consider to be real metal, but yeah, I think you know, the the, the deathcore thing is not as big here as it is in the U.S. Because you guys are smart. That's why <laughs> the fans are smart. You guys are smarter. <laughs> you guys are very fortunate over there. You, you're not <laughs> impressed with you know boy bands with eight string guitars. <laughs> Let's shop at uh, you know, Banana Republic or whatever. Look like a bunch of fucking golfers, but yeah, I don't. Because <laughs> yeah. somewhat over here, it's a little bit more of a, a fashion show where it used to be, you know, you wear your all black and your whatever leather you can put on, and you know, you want to keep it, you know, whatever. I'm more of a band shirt and, and camo pants kind of guy, you know, the the old school. But that's just been. You know how I've always been as a person. It's never been like, well, I have to dress this way. It's like that's how I've always wanted to dress. But uh, you know, nowadays they kind of 
it's more it's more casual and it's uh the deathcore ones they pander to a young audience so the the guys that play the music look like they're in high school still and they're like you know mid 30s so i don't know i just don't take it seriously because i've they look like hipster assholes (laughs) so i've always been into the older grittier death metal it's like guys with you know hair longer than myself and uh you know wearing the camo and then representing another death metal band on them so you know not to say that's what you have to do it's just uh people that are fans of that style that are actually producing that kind of style of music are gonna you know that's what they're gonna be like and you know they're more interested in how they look than what's on the record right no other i'm sure there's deathcore bands in sweden and stuff like that have you uh played shows with any of the younger bands or uh you know stuff like that yeah, I think there are. Um, uh, I don't know, to be honest. Because <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't keep, keep up with the scene as much. Right. As I do, obviously, because get older and all that. Uh, but yeah, there are deathcore here as well. I'm pretty sure. But, uh, probably sucks as much as the. <laughs> Yeah, it's just different. I mean, I I get it. It's just it's just not for me and people like us. I guess you know, uh, more into the straightforward extreme stuff. I don't think uh, just open chord stuff is heavy to me. I mean, for like one year period of my life, I, it was something new, so I gave it a chance. And uh, some of the deathcore bands really do like the death metal elements, and they try to add that as well. But I don't know. It's just. Uh, Always been more of a of an old school guy myself, and still fall back on the older records. I don't really, I don't really listen to too much new stuff and newer bands. Um, not on purpose, just you know. But the the cut up thing is definitely something I've fully invested in uh, listening to, not just because of the vomitory background, but it's just it's just really good fucking death metal that is what I want to hear, you know. So uh, I guess that's why the. The newer stuff is is harder for me to get into, as far as newer metal is concerned. So, uh, you know, stuff like that just is what catches my eye. I think most of those guys are just trying to get a paycheck. Where, and that's why I have so much respect for you and your brother and just everybody you've ever played with, just for just keeping this thing going. I, like I said, I'm forty. It's it's you know. I I don't want to see it die, and Deathcore to me is not keeping it alive, you know? Um, no. <laughs> nice. I agree. It's yeah. just another thing, you know. Uh, it's a money machine is all it is, I think. But Well. They're, they're like the, you get a kick out of it. It's like the fucking hair bands in the 80s. They just wouldn't go away, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or fucking grunge. So the next uh, hurdle in the way of... Of extreme metal, I guess. But trying yeah, to... it's a lot. <laughs> that's funny. You, that's funny. I, I totally agree with you. Glenn Benton said the same thing from DSOD. He's like, it's a fad like grunge. I'm just waiting for it to fucking die. <laughs> Man, like I said, I, I feel like we're keeping you. I can't thank you enough for doing this. No, it's, it's just fun, you know. It's uh, really... Really enjoy talking to you guys. Oh, yeah, man. We can't thank you enough for doing it. The name is uh, Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Tobias from Cut Up, 
you're listening to Phantasm Podcast.